Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Predecessor Protocol. This is going to be a good one. We've got a special guest with us today. As always, it's your boy Danger with me, Baseball5516. Hey, how's it going, guys? And our guest, our beloved, my mid lane guru, Wangle himself. Wangle, what's, what's up? up? How's it going? Good, man. Good. Super, uh, super stoked to have you here. Um, why don't you give us a little bit of uh, introduction for if you don't play the game currently or if you live under a rock, um, you know, kind of kind of introduce yourself. Let, let the people know who you uh, are. Thanks for having me on, by the way. Uh, I'm Wangle. I used to go by the name uh, The Wire Angel, for those that might know me by that name. Uh, I am a predecessor player. I'm a streamer. I uploaded a couple YouTube videos back in the day that got some views. I haven't done it in a while, though. Um, I play mid lane for Team Rogue, who are going to be competing in the PCC coming up in just a couple weeks. Um, and yeah, I've been playing uh, since Paragon days. I still have a physical copy of Paragon, like the CD from early oh, access days back in the day. Rough. Uh, still Bro, in man. my house somewhere. Um, yeah, that's a frameable <laughs> one, right? Like, <laughs> it's in a drawer somewhere, but maybe I'll bring it out, put it behind my setup or something, so the people can see that's it. Sick, dude. Yeah. But yeah. Did you uh, play any of um, Fault or um, have you played Overprime. any of Overprime? So yeah. I got gifted Fault because I didn't want to buy it, and a friend wanted to play it with me. <laughs> Classic. Uh, yeah. He's like, "Hey, I need you to carry." And me. I, so. I played it for a bit just to kind of see how it was, and I was kind of like, eh, "It just doesn't like." There were just issues um, that I had with it. That talk about a game feeling rushed, right? Yeah, just things that didn't feel fun to play with, or like even just moving mm -hmm. around in the map didn't feel like fun smooth. or smooth. Uh, also, I forgot to add uh, in my introduction, I currently work at a VR studio. Um, oh, sick. I am That's doing awesome. somewhat of a QA role, um, but they kind of just have me do whatever they need uh, when they need to. Uh, I also, both my parents make video games, so I know a lot about the process. Bro, what? That is that's sick. that's super cool. I'm not gonna lie, that's <laughs> any awesome. uh, any games um, have they worked on that that might um, stand out? Ratchet or and Clank. Things we would know. Holy shit! Okay. Uh, what else was there? They met working for Lego. Really? Dude. That's <laughs> that's an awesome story. Yeah, um, I yeah. bet. Dude. Uh, Couple other ones, couple. So you were destined to be great at games, something right? like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's in the genes. Yeah, yeah, it's not even. Brilliant. It's not even the practice. It's just in the genes. He's just a natural. Yeah, my my parents yeah. are always. <laughs> we used to play Mario Kart all the time together, and I don't think I like lost a Grand Prix for like probably like two years or something. Okay, I was gonna say I could see them, um, you know, being game devs or whatever it is they do. Um, just knowing like the inputs on stuff where it's like, Oh, if I do this combination at this yeah. location, I just teleport yeah. to the well, end. Like, <laughs> like it makes sense in their head, like what they need to do. Like that's kind of always the thing. Like I'll talk to my, cause my, the way I got into Paragon was, uh, I bought it for my dad's birthday as a gift to him. It Let's wasn't go. for me. It was never my game. It was his game that I bought for him for his birthday. But then 
like yeah. sat down. I had never played like an online game before, so I didn't really understand like matchmaking any of that stuff. So we shared an account, uh, played on it together, learned the game together because neither of us had ever played a MOBA before. Um, nice. And then like got really into it, and then I started getting like pretty good. I never got out of gold back in Paragon, but it was still like high mm-hmm. enough that my dad was like, I don't know if I can keep playing on this account. The MMR is a bit too high for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, he, he would log in and lose every single game, and you'd log in and win every single so game. So really, you were probably diamond. It's just he kept your average day. <laughs> no, there was like a period of time where I like kept winning stuff, and I I think it was like maybe one game from getting to like platinum or whatever. Flat, gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I like retrospectively, so I'm 20 right now. I was like 12, 13 when I got into Paragon. Okay. Uh, nice. So I was like really, really young. I didn't fully understand like the depths yeah. of what a MOBA. And MOBAs is. have, yeah. I like to. I think MOBAs are one of the hardest games to learn. Oh yeah. Right. There's so many like like yes, there are a lot of big things you need to learn too. But there's like so many like small little detail things that yeah like, yeah the micro can lose you a game yeah. over the, because you're talking all these micros of five different roles adding up over the span of 30 minutes, right? Yeah. So There's like so many things that you have to think about and I didn't know any of them. I came from like playing a bunch of like Nintendo or like Ratchet and Clank and Sly Cooper are like the games that yeah, I right, played yeah. growing up and then all of a sudden get thrown in. It's like, oh my God, this is like, there's so many things that I'm not used to in a game here. And luck- yeah. luckily I'm like, I've always been, like, good at picking up games and stuff. Like, the first time I played Dark Souls, I was streaming it, and people were accusing me of having played the game before. <laughs> so you liar. So, so um, I've always been, like, good at picking up games, but, man, I just had to binge Generation Hollow YouTube tutorials because there was nothing in the game itself. Like, there wasn't a tutorial in Paragon. For, like, yeah, when I got into it, at least. That. It was, like, that early in development. So I just had to binge yeah. watch Generation Hollow to, like learn what was actually going on in my maps this is how you yeah this is what jungle means you're like oh my first jungle camp when i killed it it said ally spawning super minions and it was because my teammates in co-op versus i had killed an inhibitor but i had just figured out what a jungle jungle camp was and i was like oh so when you kill them they run down the lane for you that is not how that works <laughs> That's a neat mechanic idea, though. Yeah, I think I've seen that in other games. Like, I think here's this. Yeah, Smite has something yeah. similar to. Here's, it's like kind of like a trebuchet. They added that, I think, last yeah. year. Yeah, I think here's yeah. the storm um, has okay. done it for and a while. Had something. Yes. Yeah, so, to so we always ask, you know, did you play Pred? How'd you get into it? Um, we also always ask after, like, in between Pred or, um, sorry, Paragon. And like Fault and Predecessor and all that. Did you play any other MOBAs? Did you play Smite or League or Dota or anything like that? Kind of to yeah. fill the space. So, like, obviously, I played Paragon from like the Legacy map somewhere around. I think it was like kind of when Chimera had released because I remember loading into the game yeah. for the first time and seeing like the new hero Chimera thing at the bottom where they like show your trophies and whatever. Um, yeah. So it was around then, and I played it basically until the game died. Um, and then kind of in between there, I, so I only built my PC like three years, two and a half years ago or so. It was in 2020 Mm -hmm. that I got into PC gaming. I never played Smite, so I didn't play another MOBA on console. 
Um, and then once I had my PC, I think I'm level, like my my account is level 50 in League. But it was like I got to level 30 and then got my rank, which was like high silver or something, and then didn't play rank mm-hmm. at all after that. Uh, and then just gotcha. kind of played ARAMs because I was sick of the normal mode and ARAMs were much more fun to me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, ARAM <laughs> is a is a fun. Uh, I know you know early on in, in Pred when everybody was you know kind of hyped about it and playing, we had a lot of like customs where we would do ARAMs in uh, in Pred, and it was it was pretty oh, yeah. neat to do. I I actually officially have the title for uh, the first person to be killed in an ARAM in Predecessor. Oh, <laughs> nice. To, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good title, but... It is a title. No one can take that away from me, but... uh, Yeah, for sure. You earned that. Hang that on the wall behind you. So, kind of not long after I built my PC, there was a predecessor open weekend. um, Or there were, like, a series of them. uh, And I played Mm -hmm. in those. And then, um, like, not long after that, I think I had streamed, like, the day before... It had opened and was just going over the patch notes and was like theorizing builds and then Sergeant Smokey came into my chat and I was hanging out for like three hours, which was kind of crazy. Nice. And yeah, then uh, like a week after the thing happened, they invited me to do internal testing for the game. So I've been doing that since then. It's been over two and a half years of doing that. Sick. So, That's yeah, sick. you're not able to play the game like all the time. Maybe we get like a couple games a week, like two or three, but... Um, you know, was able to at least give my input to the game in some way. Um, got to meet like kind of makes it feel a little bit uh, like even yours. yeah, yeah, yeah for a sure. bit. like that's, uh, that's awesome. like the current Infernum that we have. Remember when it was reworked? I came yes. up with the idea for what it is now. I like brought I brought well, it up good, to dude. like one of the that's like my mark right now. The other things that were in the game got removed. That were like specifically Aww. my idea, but that one thing is still in the game. <laughs> You're like, you know Let's what? Go. We should be able to just stack this fang tooth infinitely. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're taking that away, Wangle. That was a bad uh. idea. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, one more uh, just question to you, and then we're going to get into patch notes, um, and then we'll move on to the comp scene, which the is, real yeah. stuff. Yeah, the meat. Uh, cats or dogs? Dogs. All right. I, okay, I respect yeah, this man. I, Absolutely. Just, so I've never had a pet. Okay. Just in general. I've never okay. been able to have a pet yeah. because my mom was allergic to pets. So it's kind of like... <laughs> Game dev stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I've always fucking wanted a dog. Like, me, my dad, and my sister all really want a dog. My mom's currently getting, like, allergy treatment so we can get one. But I'm kind of at the age that's like... You know, be in and out of the house, whatever. So yeah, now you're like, I don't care. You guys. Oh no, I'll you I'll, like, I'll yeah. love that dog more than any of them. I can tell you that, or like, not necessarily, <laughs> but like, I'll love that dog with everything. But like, it won't be like my dog. It'll be like their dog. So as they, soon as oh, yeah, I have sure. the ability to have my own place with my own dog, that is happening. That is like bucket lists. I'm getting my dog. Nice. I, I did, that uh, happened to me. Uh, so yeah, li- life things. I- IRL. Yeah, I moved out of my house or my parents' house, uh, like my sophomore year of college. And like the first thing I did was buy was get yeah. a dog. 
So like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel you on yeah. that wing. I definitely understand. It, it's, it's... <laughs> You're like, do I eat this month or do I have a companion? <laughs> do I get a dog and let it eat better than me? And I'll it just kind of just, it kind of just fills up every sure. level of uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs for me. <laughs> oh, dude, hundred. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, guys, let's, uh, let's go ahead and jump into patch notes really quick. Um, Baseball, I'll let you kind of take the lead on this. I think you read uh, into them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I went through I most of it already. Um, um, the big, before you go into it, really the main thing that stood out to me was was phase. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll go into them. We'll go um, in and go through it and talk about some of the the impacts and uh, pubs and maybe even oh, some confidence. I can since tell we you there here. will be some. Yes, let's go. Um, first thing they. Uh, kind of put out as they they did a little change to matchmaking to try and improve it um i believe they said that the new system uses a formula that accounts for both the party size and the party's average matchmaking rating um it's scaled to better align with the match data we've collected over recent months um which should be more forgiving for newer players um, but there might be a slight increase in queue times for large parties of four or five um I think the general consensus, right, of community feedback um, that I see on Reddit and Twitter and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. is like, yeah, I will wait longer if it's like I don't get just stomped every every game. Cause, or stomp, yeah, vice versa. Yeah, or, For yeah, sure. exactly. Like, oh, we just hard win so quick that it's like, did I really improve or did I just m- – kind of ruin someone's yeah. day there, so. there, there'll, there'll be times because like us high elo player players like i it's not uncommon for me to get like seven minute cues sometimes and it's just it's just mm-hmm. painful and so a lot of us will like queue kind of whenever a high elo streamer is queuing and yes. you try and yeah, get into their I've games noticed. and there'll be times where like me and grady who are like maybe a hundred mmr from each other in masters and we'll be queuing at the same time because i'll be trying to get into his game because i don't want to wait and then he'll get a game before me. And I'm like, how does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, hopefully sure. we see less of that with this new system. Yeah. Another thing they did say, uh, bottom of that little little part, they are going to share a match, uh, a dedicated matchmaking blog post uh, on Monday. We are recording on Saturday, so we're not going to cover that uh, for this week's podcast. But be on the lookout on Monday. They should be a dedicated post specifically to matchmaking i'm sure that'll have more information about the improvements yeah that doing. i don't know if it's um, improvements or like a fully new system because i know they hired yeah the person from that did the the league of legends matchmaking system uh mm-hmm. is now working for them so i don't know if this is like the fruits of their labor they're actually doing their own matchmaking system because before they had like they brought in like an external matchmaking system to matchmake the game for them but it wasn't their systems. So they can only do so much to it. So I don't know if this is like they finally made their own system and they can do whatever they want with it or what. Yeah. yeah. We shall see. But uh, yeah, uh, check that out on Monday. Uh, if you guys cool, though, are right? to like, hey, we're going to like we're it, it. All these like little things that they're doing just seem so big in the like grand scheme of like this mm-hmm. is in-house. This is our system. That kind of yeah. stuff. So, yeah, and we've talked about it before, right? Like, if you want to build an amazing house, right, you got to start like with a really strong foundation. And I feel like, you know, matchmaking, taking care of matchmaking first, is a a foundational piece. And so, if they if they can get that right, you know, when there's an influx of players, 
and you're starting to get, you know, a lot more masters players, a lot more, you know, plat, diamond, gold, silver. I think a lot of times too, it's, it's hard for people to realize that like masters, I think is only like, it's like what less than 1% of players is, is like supposed to be masters in like the, um, like that. yeah, it, it's, it's a really small amount. And when you don't have that high of a player base, right. It's like, you may have like seven or eight masters players on at any given time. And that doesn't include, you know, which ones are in games and which ones are currently queued or which ones are in, in draft. Right. So, um, hopefully it helps though. Cause I've definitely had, I've, I've had actually some pretty like close MMR matches, but the problems that I've been having personally as a diamond player is like, I may be the highest ELO person and I may be in a game with like two or three silver players. And if let's say I'm playing offlane into a silver player, like that's not fun for either of us. Right. We just kind of, you know, I, I dominate that lane or, or vice versa. I've been the lowest ELO in like a game of almost all masters and then i'm just like yeah i'm a little out of my depth here and then i i caused my team to lose and it's like sorry guys sorry for the (laughs) it's your fault yes sorry sorry for the lost elo you almost would have got that with me oh i know dude yeah that happened yeah today so earlier just fun facts we queued and we were just i I was streaming and we're just four stacking having a good time and there i see wangle his name pop up in the offline. I'm like, what? In I, the, what are we about to do? I was dreaming as well, and I was like, oh my god, it's baseball. I'm gonna be on the show later. Let's I didn't go. realize you were four stacked. I was gonna be the fifth. That was, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, you were the fifth in a four stack, so that probably wouldn't have been a fun game for you. But uh, <laughs> I think uh, they didn't pick, so yeah, it doesn't matter. Know, you know. All right. I guess uh, they also are dropping a Murdoch skin called Magma Murdoch. It looks like just kind of a recolor. Meh. Uh, yeah. yeah. Meh. Eh. It's an okay skin. It's if not you, yeah, if you like red instead <laughs> of blue, uh, maybe maybe that skin's for you. All right, into the hero balance. We've got Decker. First change: Stasis Bomb. The minimum stun duration is now changing to 0.75 seconds at all ranks. Um, it doesn't say anything about the 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 long distance stun. So your long distance stuns will still, I believe, scale upwards. Uh, what up to like two seconds? I think for so, yeah. max range. Yeah, um, but it's 0.75 at all ranks, which means it's better, better early, early yeah. but worse late. And you're probably not like gonna max this ability as yeah. probably probably last, right? I mean, there's no point. Um, to... I, don't, I still think you do it sooner because you still get. It, I think it still just gets for the damage. a little bit of stun duration. It's up more often. You get a little bit more damage. With gotcha. The, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you a uh, containment fence also um, a little bit worse later on. Uh, it's like a 0.2 second on the max uh the containment fence duration yeah. still this it's same early game and it scales a little yeah. bit a little so, bit less as so well that so. decker stasis bomb change i would keep in mind because there's something i'd like to talk about with one of the changes later uh and how those two things interact are getting nerfed absolutely gotcha sick sick on to gideon um gideon's base mana decreasing by 40 but his base mana regen is going up uh they also took some of his mana cost late game down it's still the same uh for his cosmic rift his q and his right mouse button they're still the same at level one but uh at level five max rank they are 20 mana cheaper which is massive i played a gideon game earlier and i felt like i just had no mana the entire game um his damage on the cosmic rift decreased a little bit yeah yeah, it's late game. It does. I mean, not late game, but kind of in that mid game before you. Yeah. Before you get a sustain item on or something, it just feels. 
it's like okay i show up i do a team fight i have full health and now i need to back because yeah. i'm just like because <laughs> you have no so low on yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a whole joke yeah. in the comp community for a while that soul reaper would back on 30 second timers because he had no man on gideon <laughs> Dude, <is> how <laughs> <it feels. laughs> that's i played one gideon game today and i was like yeah that's that's yeah, about where i he would refuse to build alchemical before it got changed and then it was yeah like, oh well see you every 40 seconds when you run out of mana <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure. um overall i think that's probably a good change right yeah. like i mean more mana late game that's been his biggest issue yeah. so um you Gideon mains out there, danger. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, Gideon feels oh, a little no, bit better. Oh no, you're a Gideon main. Never mind. He's a Gideon oh, stand, bro. Dude, I, do love I have to Gideon. take it back. I have a sworn thing against <laughs> Gideon players. Dude, <laughs> uh, he's just okay. Look, I'm not good enough to play super unsafe characters, and he just keeps me it, alive it, more than. It's I not even be. about the character itself. I just had a thing where like every like top mid laner was like a gideon main like seismic soul reaper atomic like everyone that i'd go against in comp was like a gideon main yeah. and would just play gideon like pretty much every comp match that they could and i was like i'm sick of going against gideon's men yeah i'm just tired <laughs> of seeing <laughs> this guy it's it's tired nothing about the character funny. itself he was like my second mastery skin back in paragon but like i just sick of seeing them now i understand it dude graystone um they their little blurb graystone struggles in the earlier stages of the game due to lower base stat profile um they're adjusting his growth scaler which is a lever we use to distribute stat growths graystone will be receiving slightly more stats up front when he levels up and should find himself enjoying a more stable early game so they increased that growth scaler um, it's a little bit better earlier, a little, I think it, it ends up being probably about the same. Yeah, it, game, it's the same, guess. but it's just about when you yeah. get them. Yeah, when you get the stats. And then uh, his physical power growth increased as well by 0.4. So it should, it, I, I can attest, Greystone early game felt not great. When you hit level six, you feel a lot better, but those first few levels are iffy yeah, in my People opinion, were trying so. him out in comp jungle yes. until they realize they can just walk at his two camp and kill him every time yeah <laughs> on repeat yeah. yeah that sounds about right uh phase i think this one's actually a massive one uh the telekinetic link they changed it now to for the target select range they decreased it by what is that almost 500 450 units so it's now 1350 instead of 1800 the link that's break range is still right yeah that's that's a pretty big difference. Yeah. It's auto attack. Um, range, the link break range is still pretty high. Yeah, it's it's two thousand fifty oh. instead of twenty two hundred. Yeah, now. I believe the target um, click range is auto attack range from what I gotcha. remember. One of the I think one of the most oppressive things to play into a phase is the fact that she can just like link somebody you're fighting and not be in danger and then just pull them to safety. So she's at least gonna have to get into somewhat of a dangerous spot to pull them. And I think that that's gonna, that's gonna be kind of a bigger change in my opinion. So, all right, rampage physical power growth decreased from 2.5 to 2.1. And then his rumble damage uh, got decreased by, it looks like 10 at all levels. So a little less physical power overall as he levels up and then a little bit uh, less base damage on rumble. Uh, I still think Rampage is just Rampage, man. Yeah. I, like, like you can just build him full tank and still do really good stuff. Yeah. yeah, like yes, if you build like Overlord, you can build damagey and and do good stuff with him too. But 
Like he's just a big beefy boy out of the jungle with a a range CC. Like I feel like he's just he's gonna be strong. Yeah, for a yeah, while. Yeah, it's kind of difficult with him. He's one of those characters that's really difficult to find the balanced state for him. He's either really yeah. strong or really weak because yeah. he only yeah has, for sure he's either impossible to kill or does yeah, nothing. Yeah, he only yeah. has like one thing you can do, and that thing is really hard to balance. I think this is good because it gives him less uptime on the map because he'll take longer to do his camps because right yeah it'll take yeah, yeah longer to clear some yeah no matter for sure. like mm-hmm. what they've done to him he's still just one of the fastest clearers in the game especially for a tank yeah so nerfing that yeah, makes for it sure. so he won't be able to just be everywhere all the time be everywhere yeah. at once yeah <laughs> absolutely uh steel they changed uh his basic attack cleave from 30 percent to 20 percent. i believe that was uh they buffed that in like a recent patch yeah. and they're like yeah this is really yeah. strong so they're just reverting that it's more of a revert than it is actually a, a change so um twin blast okay there's a lot of changes on twin blast new character yeah, right they come out a little strong like you know now I'll let's come out a little strong, but I feel like he came out pretty strong. He definitely came out a little strong in my opinion. Uh, they did increase his base uh, physical power from 48 to 52. So now what both autos will hit for 26, I believe instead of 24. So little, little extra damage on base autos. Um, vaporizes Q got a little bit of a uh, physical power scaling buff or not. Yeah. Fit just, just base, base damage buff. Uh, it's 20 more damage late game. Um, and then his physical power scaling on that is 50% at all times. So it, it used to go from 40% to 60%, and now it's just 50%. Uh, his rocket dash decreased uh, in cooldown. So it used to be 20 seconds to 16 seconds. Now it's 18 to 14. Um, I think Dude, that's, that's nuts. That's massive. Yeah, that's going to be really the good for him. The way his kit synergizes and yeah. how uh, noble he already is. But his ult. The yeah, the ventilate I think is the biggest change. I think that really it's more of a nerf to the the build that's going around. I think Joe Yours truly put it out Infernum there Death with the uh, yeah Inferno yeah. Deathstalker yeah, like Tainted Blade like hundred to zero whoever you're attacking with your ult basically. Yeah. Um, but they nerfed the uh, the base damage per bullet from twelve to thirty eight to twelve to thirty, and then they uh, decreased the power scaling from 20 to 18 percent and like i know that doesn't sound like a lot but that's eight damage per bullet and without any attack speed right that's 25 bullets so that's and two percent per yeah 200 200 base damage less and then another uh what 50 percent less scaling so that's actually a pretty pretty hefty nerf on that ultimate so good um yeah, yeah, I do definitely. feel like his ult was absolutely busted, right? Like, just so strong. Yeah, um, it's mainly... But they didn't just, like, hey, we're going to just obliterate your nerf. We're going to, like... He got some buffs in there as well. Yeah, yeah right? that so, I think that rocket dash is actually massive for his safety. I think he's already pretty safe, and that's going to help even yeah, more. Yeah, especially so. that Typhoon build where he has two dashes. Yes. Kind of nuts. Yeah, for sure, dude. But yeah, I, I think it's um, mainly just... You said to bring up Decker's stasis bomb. Have we got uh, there yet? Not yet. It comes in the crest changes. Okay. Crest gotcha. changes. Here we go. Pacifier. Um, the adrenaline bonus damage increased or decreased from 40 to 35, uh, power scaling increased from 25% to 30%. And then the adrenalized bonus damage multiplier increased from two to 2.5. So, I mean, it's a good change. It's probably, yeah. yeah. I think it's it's more just bringing it in line as like more of a reward, I guess. Cause right now most 80 carries are just going liberator because it's more consistent. 
Um, yeah, for sure. You're like, oh, I got CC'd. I'm going to press my cleanse thing. But if you can like be good enough to predict all of that and be able to dodge around it with pacifier. Dodge out of the way. you're rewarded mm-hmm. more for it, which I think is pretty good. For sure. To it. Sick. Riftwalkers. Okay. Dude, I've been seeing Riftwalkers. That, that's such a good crest. I think the biggest part of Riftwalkers, the, the reason it was so strong, is the first part. Rift Snatcher damage amplification removed. I think that was a massive part of it, right? If you're playing Richter or Steel or somebody, and you get a really good Riftwalkers off and pull three or four of them and then hit them in the ult, like, in, like a three or four man, like, massive stun ult, and then your team just follows up. Like, they're just all dead. There's nothing they can do about that. And so I think that's actually a massive nerf to that item. Um, And then the Rift Snatcher pull radius decreased by 50 units. So just a little bit. So this is actually what I'd like to talk about in terms of the Decker changes. Uh, This item specifically, uh, something that we were seeing a lot in comp was Deckers running Rift Walkers. And I Mm -hmm. have been a victim and a beneficiary of this combo uh, of Deckers just flashing in, Riftwalkering people, and then they get the damage amplification, and then they get the turn around, hit a free stun ball on the first target in front of them, and the stun ball's explosion radius is big enough that it would hit at least three or four other Multiple. people. Yeah. And, you know, last patch at max level, they're stunned for a full second, even though she's right up in their faces. Which yeah. Means that it's, and then she can yeah, get her ult confirmed off. ultimate, meaning the entire team is taking 10% more damage and is stunned for the whole duration of it. So, kind of broken. So, they touched yeah. on the Rift Walkers by removing the damage amp and making it harder to pull people in. But then that uh, minimum stun duration change was because of the interaction with Rift Walkers because it is just a nuts interaction. Now your ult isn't necessarily yeah. uh, confirmed unless someone's like right in the middle where you aim it. For sure. I remember the first time I was hit with that uh, combo, and I went, I was like, I was playing carry, and I went 100 to 0, like, yeah. real fast. Yeah. Uh, we and I was just like, customs yeah, I, with uh, one ball the other night, and uh, we had a Decker on our team, and did he, exactly what you said, uh, Wangle. It, it was like the Decker would Riftwalkers, Stasis Bomb, then Ult, and it was just like, oh, dude, they just fight. all died. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> for sure. All right, on to Tempest. Uh, the overcharge healing decreased from 75% to 50%, and the overcharge of magical power scaling increased by from 10% to 12%. I think this so, is a uh, targeted nerf towards tank countess players that I've yeah. been seeing crop up again that are giving me PTSD. Yeah, dude, I, I was kind of talking... For sure. I was kind of talking about it. I haven't seen personally seen it, but I was kind of talking about it when they changed uh, Void Helm. I was like, I think there's a build in there. I don't know it, but I think there's a build, yeah. build in there where Tank Countess could be pretty viable. Not, again, I so. haven't seen Void Helm, but it's since her changes to healing, I've been seeing people go Fire Blossom first on her in jungle with Tempest. Mm. Um, gotcha. And just kind of play like just to get as many stacks on her passive as possible early, like completely give up yeah. farm, take your laners farm For just kills. to get kills, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah. run this item, and they have so much healing early that it's difficult to deal with. So I think decreasing the healing and increasing the scaling means uh, building that Fire Blossom will make it deal less damage because yeah, like, it's more sure. incentivizing building AP because that's what a Ganus sh- yeah. realistically should build. Yeah, for sure. Then, 
Man, what a time! Whenever, uh, <laughs> dude, when Countess, when the full tank <laughs> Countess was just the yeah, the tank meta when Countess was just yeah, unkillable basically, and she well, could that just, was also in uh, Brimstone and um, Fire Blossom could fire stack, Blossom and then stack. I believe yeah. all Fire Blossoms too stacked as well. So if you had five Fire Blossoms, everyone was God, taking don't even send, what five times don't Fire Blossom. Send me back, yeah. <laughs> The, it was tough. I'm not gonna I lie. It to was go tough. against those things uh, in comp matches, man. That intense, that oh, intense Gideon yeah. throw, just yeah. like Razorback Gideon, just not fun to play against. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Carry item change. Dust Devil. They increase the max uh, the movement speed when you hit the uh, eight stacks from 15 percent to 18 percent. I think that's a fine change. I li- I kind of like Dust Devil as an item. Um, and it gives you that little bit more safety, I guess, when you're S-King and, you know, still autoing people. So, Oh, yeah. Is this a um, thing for, like, hey, like, because that's a good Sparrow item, right? I think it's good on a couple characters yeah. with TB. Yeah, I think it's good on her. TB being yeah, TB, game. I think it's good and on. Kira. I think it's good on, uh, yeah, Kira as well. Kira getting her, like, on-hit path added in since the last change to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, Twin Blast also stacks it in technically four autos because uh, that's the way that interaction Yeah, man, works. the way his yeah, the the way his autos proc twice for on hits think, is pretty interesting. I think it's technically two and a half button clicks, but you can I think you can gotcha. do it faster if you go Q auto and then the first auto because the Q's that's crazy. twice. Q's technically considered. And then yeah, the second and then the first wild. auto hits twice, proc stormbreaker which hits an extra time and then the first auto of the next one. That's yeah. crazy. That's um it's I I think it's uh, that's also we were talking about when Twin Blast came out. I think it's just like such a good flavor, but like I think that it does definitely have to like just keep an eye out especially if they like add new items in the future. Um, but some of those on hit items, yeah, I think Twin Blast stacking on hit things. Yeah, right? Twin like, Blast could potentially abuse some some on future on hit items for sure. It's very so. yeah, it's very interesting that to see what that does like down the road as well, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Like right now, I think it's okay. Yeah, um, I mean, minus the Inferno Death Stalker <laughs> um, <laughs> ult, but uh, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I do think People that are abusing my items item in the future. Who yeah. could, who would People have thought? Right? Go ahead, I did it. Yeah, <laughs> that's all Wangle. Wangle's like, you're yeah. welcome. You're welcome, Pred community. For you, that. you go for a job interview and you just like hand them a a resume and all it is is like a picture of the card <laughs> for Infernum. Bro, uh, when like, what is this? came out and everyone realized Infernum's nuts. I was like, this, uh, this yes. is what I did. This is what I live for. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> All right, on to Assassin. Mind Razor, only Assassin on that kind of got changed. Um, the Cleave, uh, physical power scaling increased from 25 to 30%. So, really, uh, the only character I ever see this on is uh, Feng Mao. Yeah. So, I guess uh, maybe like a minor Feng Mao buff, I guess. Yeah, but, I think it's just... Eh. It, he already has such crazy clear, like you can go Mind Razor or you can go uh, Malady, yeah, I feel like. I feel like and... it's more pushing him towards the Mind Razor way yeah definitely a little bit more power for sure fighter changes augmentation uh they changed the recipe so now basically you can purchase a short sword uh first so yeah that's 
Yeah, sick. Let's go. Um, next, uh, Tainted Blade change. They just increased the health by 50, which, to be fair, I think Tainted Blade is, has been a strong item. So Yeah, it got hit kind of hard. They gave they it... removed like the flat damage increase in the yeah. DK changes, but... Yeah. But, like, st- I, I still think it's, like, it's definitely in like some builds right like yeah. i think it's obviously it was in the twin blast build like i think crunch can abuse that item i think there are a few other characters that can as well and giving it 50 health i think is like well i mean i'm not going to complain about yeah. it if i'm no, using just it a little bit yeah, better definitely, yeah it's a it's just a buildable. yeah I, I, for sure support i call this uh the the hallowed braid requiem nerf the black uh, Tim's nerf the Black Tim's nerf, yeah, bro. Dude. That's what I was going to say. Uh, so they nerfed the elegy base mana re- regeneration per stack uh, from, what, 10 to 5%. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. No more That's Tim's gadget mid-tech with hollowed braid. Yeah, first. dude. Hollowed braid just so you can spam abilities with time uh. warp as well. Uh, and then a wellspring nerf, um, which is the healing uh, support nerf item. It more. Uh, soothing yeah, water's max health healing decreased from 10 to 8%. I think I that's the wellspring was because of phase. Yeah, I, that's what I was gonna say. I, that's probably. I think it's good on other characters, right? Nerf Muriel. Uh, oh, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of okay with it more. too. Yeah. Um, I think the hallowed braid, the, the hallowed braid requiem. That's just really to kind of push it towards like supports, right? But there's yeah. so much mana regen and and like mana sustain in certain support type builds. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if that's you know. I think it's because, you know, just Black Tim's in mid. Yeah, <laughs> I really think it, it's more so that mids don't build Hallowed Braid first, honestly. Uh, yeah, I mean, and that's, there's a couple characters that can, like, really benefit from it. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like Absolutely. Narbash being able to... Uh, and then there were a few... people at the minute with it. Narbash. Who does? Oh, FaZe? No, Narbash, yeah, phase, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, too. Um, there were a few uh, bug... Uh, fixes a few description fixes uh some uh, sound yeah. effects fixes nothing crazy there nothing big um, there's only yeah, nothing five, crazy five things there, there, so. there should For be sure. more on the day is what i usually find they'll add some, mm-hmm. a couple like last minute ones yeah bug fixes for sure like, well, hey, we that's uh the patch this. guys um there's definitely some changes in here that are going to be noticeable definitely yeah. so yeah. no more uh decker one shots hopefully i mean you can still technically get one shot i guess if you get stunned from a mile away and get a two second uh yeah. stun but yeah i think there will be some interesting changes in there that i think especially when you play and don't really keep up with patch notes at all if you're just playing casually you know um like you've been playing twin blast you're old like it was it's one of those things like when the steel range on the shield um like the pimp slap uh with his with his stun right where it was like if you read about it you knew that it was going to feel different and mm-hmm. you wouldn't have that range. I think the damage on twin Blast's ult is going to surprise people that have been playing twin blast and just don't keep up with patch notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the phase thing I think will be big. And then the rift walkers with Decker is going to be massive yeah. too. There, sure. there are yeah. like a couple things in here that I think in terms of comp play, uh, will add up. I think Gideon's mana cost, like he's already decent. Not, I don't think he's, super high priority by most teams but he's like teams are comfortable picking him because he's good enough and i think this will let him like keep more pressure because that's what he likes to do 
Decker, I think, will still be really good. Phase, I think, will be a bit worse. I think that's... Or mm-hmm. at least she'll be... Like, my kind of thing with these types of characters is, like, how easy is it to interact with them? And Phase, it'll be a lot easier to, like... You know, when she has to step up to link to somebody new, like, getting on to her in like, interacting with her, as I say, as in being able to jump onto her and yeah do yeah, something yeah. to her instead of her or... being oh yeah instead of She's her being all the way across the map and then she links to the person you're about to kill and yeah. then just yoinks yeah. them right and then yeah. hopefully yeah. this makes it so rampage isn't just number one jungle supreme in most games uh yeah. steel needs to, need to get changed i don't know if this is enough but it hurts his laning uh yeah, definitely. So I think I still think Steel's a super strong support. Like his yeah. just if you can get to a late game point with Steel, like I just feel like you're at an advantage. Yeah. Like he just has so like every single one of his abilities is nuts in yeah, my opinion. Steel so. I think will be Yeah. I, I think everything he does is CC, man. Like it's hard yeah. to Yeah, for sure. And then uh, um hopefully Greystone will be pickable again cuz I haven't seen teams pick him in a while. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like when uh still, like er like when the game first came out and still just had this really low pick rate, and so they buffed him and he was already strong, and then people realized and everybody was still abusing for a while. It was great. He was the highest yeah. win rate character for like a month. Yeah, I mean he was just so good, um, and I I think people just weren't playing him that much, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Now on to the meat of the the episode, why everybody's here, right? Wingle, sure, sure. we have, I've got a list of questions that um, I've thought up All for right. you. Um, and we've got a couple questions from our listeners. So we will, we'll ask those first and then we'll get into some of the questions I have for Sounds you. Good. Absolutely. Um, so this first question is going to be from soccer. Uh, the soccer fan. Not sure if you've played with him. Know who he is. Um, he just wants to know if you can carry uh, carry him in your games. <laughs> so, um, you know, depends on what kind of mood I'm in. If I'm in a silly, goofy mood and I pull out my phase mid that I like to play, probably not. But okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I. When it comes down to it, if I like, I don't try too hard in casuals because it's more fun to like kind of try things out or like hard just kind of run at people even though it's a losing matchup uh, just to learn like what I can do within those types of matchups. Um, Wait, right. time out, time out, time out, time out. Did, you, Dave, did you just hear what uh, what he said? What's that? Did you just hear what he said? He just runs at people even if it's a losing matchup just to kind of see what he can do. Yeah, yeah. like he, <laughs> that's it. okay. Wangle literally. Two a weeks, weeks ago, I told ago, Danger if he wants me. to get better, he needs to end a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, okay, so so my average stat line between all mid laners, um, I did the math, it's like six, two, and six, mm-hmm. and um, which isn't bad. Right. But it's like, baseball's like, dude, you're only dying twice on average, which means there are games that you just don't yeah. die, which sounds great, but it's like, think of how much, what you could push and what you could, you know, be better yeah. at or... And so then the next game, I went Morgesh and just W keyed at everybody. And I died like, I had a triple double that game. I died like 10 (laughs) times. Um, (laughs) 11, 10, and 10. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just pulling up my Ameda City right now. My average KDA across all characters is 8.3, 4.6, and 6.6. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I'm getting, like, Very eight nice. kills a game, but I'm also dying four to five times a game. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, I'm, uh, what, five, 3.2, and 5.8. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I'm... That's, I yeah, basically what I was saying is, like, uh, especially if you're a damage dealer, right, sometimes if you can just get all of your damage off and you die, like, sometimes it's better than not dying. Yeah. And not getting like, yeah, and off, it's so. mainly like I do it kind of for me because, like in comp, I am like more of a passive mid, and that is kind of like more mm-hmm. my playstyle. There are a lot of mids that are just much more ag- aggressive. Yeah, bro, you hear this baseball? <laughs> aggressive, want to run me down, and I'm not that type of person. Like my landing phase is kind of not great, but once I get to like kind of mid game and team fights, I end up usually performing really well if I'm not behind. So I usually just play for that in mm-hmm. comp, but then I'm trying to. But in the in the in pubs, the pubs bro. I'm trying to figure out yeah. what kind of windows there are, and then like yeah. see like maybe see that once in a comp game, and then out of nowhere like charge someone down in mid lane. They're like, "What the? This guy just sits back. What's he doing up here?" Yeah, yeah. So. You know the I what I say. Good players call it limit testing. Bad players call it inting. That's uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's what I always say. Uh, all right, right next on. question is from Husbrando, who, uh, dude, I've played a lot with him this week. Super fun guy to play oh, with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I played with him, uh, like, a while back, and we took a break recently, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, we've we've been having a lot of fun. Like, we've won, won a lot. We've lost a lot. Like, but it's it's been a good time. He has a really, really good question, though. Um, okay, do you... He's especially considering the... Um, recent acquisition of the Overwatch marketing director. Do you think the game should be balanced towards high-end levels of play or keeping more in mind the average player's skill? Uh, Oftentimes in games, characters that are great get underutilized and characters that are subpar are stronger than they seem to be towards the average player. Um, So yeah, TLDR, you think it's important for games to imbalance, uh, balance-wise to include accessible community or to bring out the highest possible skill in players? Okay, so when I look at this kind of question, I'd say it depends on, one, what the devs kind of want to do with the game, who they're appealing to, but two, uh, what kind of state and, uh, like, like what kind of state and development the games are at, or what kind of state of release uh, they're at. So because we're in early access and there aren't a lot of tools to, like, get people in like to learn the game there's not a ton of youtube uh explanations that people have uh there's not like the tutorial is kind of minimal it doesn't teach you everything that there is to do in the game um you have ai but it's like super easy doesn't really teach you too much about it yeah it's probably like like a bronze level for sure the problem i have with ai and most every game like this is there's programmed thresholds for them and if you like within two minutes like you can kind of tell their threshold to where literally you just auto them down to a certain percentage and then you just dump kit on them and they die like it's so easy to like manipulate it yeah i know they have the ability to make it harder but um they're not they don't see a reason to yet. I think the plan is to add in multiple levels going forwards, but um, they're not doing that yet. They're just having the easy ones in. Um, but yeah, going back to the original question, uh, I think with how the game is right now, I think 
there's such a small like top level community like we all kind of know each mm-hmm. other you recognize a bunch of the players every time that you play with them uh you see like the same couple people playing tournaments with like you'll get new teams here and there with like mixings of old high elo players that you've seen um but like the high end of the game isn't that much at the minute yeah, Bad News Bears, 100T6, like Tekken Kid. Uh, My teammate, yeah. Tenzo, Haru, Grady. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, um, there's not too many of us, so I think, it, like, not balancing specifically for the, uh, like, uh, like, balance mostly for the middle. Of course, there are things that are going to be really good in high-end play that they have to tune down because it is just too rampant. Um, mm-hmm. but they will like buff things up when they're already good in pro play or high elo play because people in mid elo play think it's bad. Uh, I think we saw that recently with Moragesh. She just got buffed recently when yeah. she was yeah, like already really good in mid lane and mm-hmm. a lot of the high elo players knew it yeah. and they were like, why is this getting buffed? And it's because once you got to like, platinum or gold she had like a negative win rate like some a really abysmal win rate in lower elos because people mm-hmm. just don't know how to just survive with her because yeah abuse it yeah because yeah. they're trying to fight at level one while they don't have an item when she becomes like a real character i say at like two items but they're always mm-hmm. trying to fight before then and then dying and then not getting there and they think the character's awful so yeah it's like things like that I can understand it's about the majority of the player base like enjoying the game and sticking with the game, especially during early access. Well, we don't have the biggest player base. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it also depends on like what's coming up because I would hope that with the PCC coming up soon, the big $3,000 tourney or whatever, however big the mm-hmm. prize pool is, which is kind of nuts... Uh, yeah, that's that's absolutely yeah, crazy. I'd hope, yeah, I'd hope on. like, uh, like just before that, that they'd make some of the more important like high elo changes to the game, mm-hmm. just so that there aren't things that are yeah. Because when you get to that level, right, you don't want it to be this thing where it's like, well, in this competition setting, this high level play, this character's gonna win you know 80 percent of their matches and it's like well whichever team just gets that character is going to have this inherent advantage so i'd like to hope that before the tournaments they do something like that uh i can't remember in the past if they've done stuff like that so i don't know but i think i would like to see them balance a little towards the high high end of play for like big events and tournaments like that and then once the tournaments are over, if teams aren't scrimming for a while, um, then you can, like, the next patch after that, go back to uh, balancing primarily for... Uh, for the yeah. casual for casual. level. Yeah. My yeah. take on this, personally, is... Um, and baseball played a lot of Smite. I played some Smite. Um, but I did keep up with the SPL, the uh, Smite Pro League, um, for quite a bit. Watched a lot of that. I think this is something that gets remedied way down the road. When you have a 100, 200 character um, pool of, of different heroes you can select, I think those things can coexist. I think you can have characters that are very casual, unfriendly, hard to play well, 
but do really, yeah. yeah, do really well at a high level. Um, and you can balance those characters, that pool for the high level of play while also having X amount of characters that are very casual friendly, easy to play. And you can balance those characters around there. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I definitely, that's, that's what I was going to say to you. Um, yeah. Smite, I think does a, has, has kind of, a little bit more right than than predecessor does i think smite's almost at like 140 or something like that but it's like there there are a couple characters that i think of typically when like balance questions are uh being asked like arachne is one of them where <clears throat> her win rate in bronze and silver and gold uh, and like smite is like the highest out of any character but in plat diamond masters grandmasters it's one of the lowest and it's just because there's a skill issue right so they they can't buff her and make her viable in in diamond masters plus because then in bronze silver she will have like a 60 percent win rate right yeah so i think inevitably there are going to be some characters that are not going to be comp viable and same way right if you're an average player gold player let's say there are going to be some characters that eventually you might just maybe somebody who mains it gets really good at them in like a gold level but most of the time if you're seeing them you're you're going to be thinking oh well this character is actually really bad but in reality they're they're nuts in comp play right? yeah so yeah yeah and a, a thing that gets factored into that too though is like if your mmr is good you have a large enough player base to make the matches kind of you know okay you're a gold player you're going to be playing with and against gold players mm. um maybe the those characters that are great at at comp level are just it's like a, a whole game strategy like a whole mindset of like well grandmasters players played this way and that lets this character shine mm-hmm. where even if you main that character at a at a gold level and get really good with them if your team is not like playing at that level that needs to be played at yeah, to facilitate or that too. character yeah. yeah exactly um but yeah dude like you mentioned morgesh well yeah. uh, i went into people's show on morgesh earlier and she absolutely shit or he whoever people's show is absolutely shit on all of us yeah. so like i think that character is nuts, nuts. Yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> played pretty chill, like poked a little bit. Relatively, we got first passive. blood. We yeah, got first yeah, blood. Yeah, and like then got Megacosm and Wraith leggings, and just started dumping yeah, you on can everyone. Like, yeah, yeah, you can burst down that character, do whatever you want to it, and then it gets Megacosm and Wraith leggings. You're like, oh well, now now I'm scared. GG's. all the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. More could show up. But like, I'm even looking right now at Omega City for the hero statistics for the last week. And if I'm looking at the highest win rate characters across the game in comp level, eighth pick or eight, like the eight, eighth highest win rate character is the first pick I'm seeing that I'm like, I consistently see that in comp. We have Narbash, Kai, Fey, Drongo, Sparrow, Revenant, Severog, Rampage in that order are the current highest win rate characters in Pred. And I've heard people saying, that they think Narbash is really good and people in comp are sleeping on it. I haven't seen it p- been picked really at all recently, but Rampage is like the first character on that list that I'm seeing that is like, I see it picked high prio in comp and there are seven people mm-hmm. that have higher win rates than him in the game right now. So I think, 
It is interesting when you when you look at that, like over the past week, like Howie, the lowest win. Yeah, rate, I mean that matches with Collins. Decker, <laughs> Decker being Morgesh, a low win Feng Mao, Richter. Yeah, like there there are these yeah. characters that are like a little bit more difficult to play that you just don't see doing well in the win rate departments, uh, but are mm-hmm. like really high prio. Like Decker, I see banned in comp, like a decent amount. Moragesh I'll sometimes see, or the people will pick it really early. I went against the gadget ban earlier. She's only middle of the road in win rate. Like there are so many discrep like two, two, so many different things that happen in the meta between what goes on in pubs and what goes on in comp level that like it's so difficult to try and match the two that I think going for the casual one is probably the best way to go and then adjusting some of the more egregious comp things where you can um, is kind of the way that they should go and I think how they are going at the minute. Yeah, uh, and I agree with w- what you said. Like, at this stage in the game, um, early on, it's like, you don't want, like, comp to be, again, like, broken or anything, but the general balance should be probably for the casual yeah. player. So when people people have a good experience when they try the game yeah, out. Yeah, and we don't even have like uh, a ranked mode yet, so maybe you go a little bit towards the higher end once ranked comes out, but the fact that we only have yeah. a casual game mode and this whole Omega City MMR system is fake MMR, like the game, like yeah. it doesn't actually <laughs> match the game MMR. The Omega City people made their own MMR system for this. Everything yeah. else that they take from the game is correct, but the MMR is all fake. Yeah, I think uh, Ball was yeah. saying that yesterday or the other day. It was like, yeah, dude, it's just fake. Like, it's a number, and like, but it's just a fake MMR. That's really all there is to it. So, mm-hmm. um, and then the last question, uh, Gorn't, uh, shout out to Gorn't. Shout uh, out Gorn. What's what up, a profile picture. Haven't played picture. with him in a while. I think he's been taking a break. Um, <laughs> dude. Also, I love. <laughs> His his name like if you click on his name under his about me it's like why do my nostrils whisper to me? <laughs> um, Gorn, uh, a, a fucking problem. <laughs> pronouns so. are a fucking problem. <laughs> um, but he wanted to know your opinion on the general state of the game and how you see the longevity of Pred. Is it something you see like okay? I mean. You're playing comp on it. It's probably just fun to do. If you can play at that level, why not? PCC is giving money away. Yeah. So, like, if you can play at that level, you have time to play. Why not? But do you see this being... Is this, like, an investment of your time? Um, yeah, so... Um, I... So, you know, I've been doing internal testing for this game for, like, two and a half years. I've seen some really bad versions of the game and I've seen some really, really good versions of the game and things to come that are really, really exciting and promising. Um, and then they get added to the game and it's really, really cool. I think people like gloss over those types of things. Uh, it's like when we were getting Howie and everyone was like, oh my God, it's Howie. Like, look at his new ult. His ult's super sick. And now it's like, okay, that's just Howie. Um, like, what's the next thing to be added? Like, Yeah. Oh, quick thing with Howie. Why was his base health the highest in the entire game at one point? I'm going to be honest. I don't know. That's nuts, <laughs> bro. Like, we didn't know that until they did, like, blanket, like, mid-nerfs. Um, they, we joke about that every podcast. I swear. Bro, he's got a fucking it's just like, suit. Like, it makes sense, I guess. 
Yeah, but yeah? like okay. as a mid, Fair. bro. Okay. <laughs> but thematically, it makes sense, you know? Yeah, you're not wrong. You're no, not. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> He's wearing metal. Of course he has a lot of, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And maybe he wasn't the tankiest because, I don't know, the armor stats, he probably had pretty low armor to, like, balance it out. Yeah, that could um, be it. Yeah. But, like... Yeah, overall, my opinion on the general state of the game, I know it's not in the best place, and that's probably why he's asking that question, is I think people are a little bit, like, concerned about the state of the game, uh, and just, like, you know, player counts are on the lower end, like, prob- probably one of the lowest the game has seen since it's been out. You got, like, big content creators, like Soul Reapers, gone back to Smite for the time being. Um, yeah, I saw that. Uh, Crashy, I think kind of dipped out for a he little cr- bit he dipped out for a little bit he's back now after the rgsa interview but like i think yeah there was a period of time where they were like what's going on what's with the devs and then rgsa rgsa came out did that interview and a lot of people got like their faith revitalized in the game and i think that's yeah. something to probably Rub. call back to is like go back and listen to that interview and like think about how you feel at the end of that and then that thing got me yeah. hyped. I was playing like two games a week, and then I played twenty games. That yeah, week exactly. After it's that. like those things are coming to the game. They're not in right now because development is a really slow process. And working at mm-hmm. this VR studio I'm at right now, um, like, has really shown me. It. I always knew it because of like how my parents described it and that type of stuff. But like actually seeing it, you're like, yeah, there's like so much that can go wrong like uh, every day i'll come in and it's like oh this thing got broken last night you're like oh that's crazy someone's got to figure out what yeah. happened what broke it like well and especially that's especially true when a studio has the freedom to create the thing that they want to the way they yeah. want to um we're some people in the community and I were talking about it earlier with like Diablo four has been catching all this shit lately. Um, but then Baldur's gate three is about to come out and like all these like top in like obsidian blizzard, all these, all these companies are like, don't look at, uh, Baldur's gate three is this new benchmark for games. Cause we're not going to be able to achieve that. And I think it's because Larian, the studio developing that game, has like really given the devs the freedom and the time and the resources to make the game the way they want to on the timeline that they yeah. want to. So, and I feel like Ometa kind of has that thing where, I mean, technically an indie company, right? Yeah, they are. Where it's like, hey, we want to do everything really well and do it the right way, and it's going to take time to yeah. do it um, properly. So. Yeah, it's like how I see it is like how they are approaching their game in comparison to what we saw with Fault and that type of stuff is like mm-hmm. everyone's saying they're on like a similar path like Fault came out was pay to play lost players you know community toxic people not interested in the game anymore ends up falling apart but I think it's very different like scenarios uh, like Fault you kind of, it was kind of every new patch everyone was like kind of what but with this every time that we get a new patch that has new stuff in it everyone's like oh this is super cool like yo twin blasts like how he works with like new items that's super cool i really like this interaction i think it's really interesting for the game so it's when they add things everyone's like feeling really good about it it's just currently the cadence is lower than what people want and that's understandable um but for 
like it makes sense from a dev perspective because they mentioned in that blog post uh, about the UI that they were having to work in two different streams, one with the new UI and one without the new UI. And so like that's basically double the time because every change that they'd have to do, they'd have to make that change in both builds, not necessarily double the time, but like it's adding a lot of extra work that is unnecessary. Yeah. So they've yeah. slowed down what it is right now. And I think once you get the UI, a bunch of really cool new things will just kind of, it'll be like the beginning of like yeah, the domino. The cadence will pick back yeah. up. Yeah. Like like you sure. get new UI and then it's like, oh, with the new UI we can redo the scoreboard. We can redo the tab menu. We can add in like a text box in the main menu maybe to type to your friends out of game. We can like add in a progression bar in a tab to show you like the season pass and how you're doing with it. So you have a progression bar in the game instead of just kind of checking up whenever they remind you that there's a season pass and they're like, yo, you got to get these things at level 40. And you're like, yeah, to get yeah, this. You're like, oh, well, I'm like level 38. I'll just play a couple more games. It's like, no, it's right. All these just quality of life things, yeah. all these visual things that are pleasing and, and trackers. Yeah. And, yeah. All these neat little things. Yeah. yeah and I then agree. like it's... once it's set up, like the UI is kind of like a big foundational piece uh, and it allows other devs work to go quicker and like be released like you can't you can't have a mastery system without the u new ui or like things like that it's like this is actually just a big bottleneck for the game and once they get past it i think a lot of things will come really quickly and uh just from interacting with the devs as much as i have uh over however many years every new dev that comes in always seems really passionate uh, and really knowledgeable in what they're doing um, and just what they've done in the past and how much you can tell they learn about, like they care about the game. Um, mm -hmm. I have. Yeah. That was one thing that, that stood out in that RGAs, uh, at, you know, in the Robbie interview where they asked him like, Hey, how does your team like avoid burnout? Cause it's gotta be a lot. Yeah. Right. Um, and he's like, well, every time we acquire somebody new, they're so passionate and excited that it revitalizes yeah. us, um, which is awesome. That's yeah. yeah. And like, just from everything I've seen of the company, and they're not even worried, from what I know, about how the game is going. They're still expanding. I still see new devs getting hired, which means that they're making at least enough money to reinvest into the game, which is a really, really good sign for how the health yes, of the game absolutely. is going. Um, so even though it might look worse from a player side, like they still have the console card, they still have the free-to-play card to play. Like the ball is kind of in their court to... Yeah, and they've done essentially zero marketing as yeah. well. Yeah. And they've just, you know, acquired um, a, a reputable marketing director. Yeah. Um, so I think... And the way I kind of see early access games in general, and I think... I think a lot of companies started doing that and it like kind of soured the idea of early access, but it's almost like, Hey, we have passion or interest in this product. So we'll pay a little bit of money to essentially test things out for yeah. you. Um, so you can get numbers and feedback, like while also being fun to play, um, if you, you know, you're enjoying your time, but like, I don't think player count is that important right now. To a certain point, yeah. right? Like, 
as long as people are getting matches and they're getting feedback and numbers and statistics from stuff, I don't think it, they're not going to be like, oh, freaking out because player numbers are down in an early access uh, yeah. game. So. And I, I think that's a really good point. People just kind of forget that it's early access a lot of the time is what I Yeah, feel. that's what I was going to say. Like, mm -hmm. they paid the money and now they're like, well, I paid the money. Where's the full game? And it's like, no, you paid to get into the game early so you could enjoy what's already in there. And if you don't enjoy what's already in there, then come back when the game's finished. Because, like, when they started early access, yeah. the whole thing was, we're not happy with, like, the game enough to fully release it. But when you guys are happy enough with the game and we're happy enough with the game, we'll release it. And we're not there yet. Yeah, and if, if you are listening and you do kind of share that sentiment of, I paid money, where's the game? Um, you got a product that you can play. There are people to play with and against, um, which is huge, right? Because I know the last time I tried to play Fall, it was like a 40-minute queue. Like, you just couldn't play the game. Um, and then also, you got this in, you got like 10,000 in-game currency and some skins, or what? depending on what bundle yeah. you got, you got some in-game currency. So if nothing else, you don't play the game at all until it's free to play, and you bought in for $20, you got the currency for yeah. the game. So, like, you obtained something, um, even if you have to wait a little bit for yeah. the full launch of the yeah. game. So. And and free heroes, too, right? Because technically the 20 base heroes are going to be unlocked when you get the yeah. game. And presumably you're going to have to unlock, you know, some of the heroes that we've already gotten for free, right? So, yeah. yeah, man, that contract system sounds really cool. It did sound I like yeah. that. Absolutely. So, like, you get more, you get the heroes, you get cool skins that can't be obtained, you get those uh, profile icons that in, like, two years' time, mm -hmm. everyone will be like, yo, where'd you get that? It's like, I paid to play this game. Like, it doesn't feel good now because there's no kind of exclusivity because everyone has those icons, but once it goes free yes. to play, <laughs> then yeah. everyone's like, oh, these are cool now because other people don't have them. Yeah, right. for sure something big happens in a stream that people you know i was here type situation that'll be your i was here you will have this countess uh logo or uh, not even the countess one but like the the founders pack logo and that kind yeah, of stuff or you'll um, have the like white gold narbash and face skins that are coming up yeah dude that, that face skin disgusting. i'm so hype about so good i'm a i like Faye a lot i like that skin yeah. a lot um Okay, that wraps up the community questions. I've got, I could talk to you all night about this, but we try to keep it, we've had some three-hour episodes. We'll try to keep it closer to two, I think, is where we like to to be. But um, I've got a couple general questions. I've got some comp scene questions, and I've got some mid-specific questions because I'm like okay at mid, but I would like to be good gotcha. at mid. You yeah. know what I mean? So, um, and then baseball, I think, has some questions. So you'll chime I'll chime in as yeah. stuff goes. Yeah, we'll um, okay, first question. For me and everyone, um, how do I get gooder <laughs> just in general at your specific role? Um, or am I just too old? Because I'm 30. So it's like, have my fast twitch muscles deteriorated to a no. point where it's like, oh, just, I just, my reaction time is just a hair off. No. Uh, I have sleep deprivation from a child. So it's like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So how 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 would you recommend uh, somebody other than just play the game? Obviously, um, what are some tips uh, you could give to um, you know get better at the game? So there's a lot of things that you can do. You can go like watch higher level people, see what they do differently. There's more than enough uh, high level content. Joe Yours Truly is a pretty high level player. I think he's 
really good at the game. Yeah, uh, dude, yeah, he's I nuts. played into him and got clipped by yeah. him. Yeah, um, literally got contented by him in Windu because he shit all over <laughs> us. But uh, I, I, I did a couple duo videos with him the other day where he went Greystone ADC and I was his face support, and we were on comms and he like destroyed cold who's like number one ranked in yeah the game cold right number now. one yeah. yeah number one he took it from yeah. left uh three days ago yeah. I think. so like you know there's quite a lot of like high elo people out there to learn from and watch uh also just kind of looking at that's what we do a lot in comp is we'll look at our own gameplay like we'll, we'll do vod review sessions after we do a scrim we're like yeah this can get better this can get better uh, there's a lot mm -hmm. of resources from other MOBAs. I think League specifically has a lot of crossover with this game uh, for like learning like wave management, like what, how to freeze a wave, how to shove it, how to bounce it, and what all those things mean. For those of you that don't know, gotcha. uh, like there's a lot of content for other MOBAs uh, to do those kinds of things. Smite is not as much because um, minions interact differently. Yeah, yeah, for sure. no last hit mechanic, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, you get um, a little bit more gold for smite, but it's actually as long you just need to be there for the yeah. minions is more yeah. smite. Yeah. Um, whenever so. you talk, you mentioned vod reviews, because um, I have gone back and watched some of my games, um, and I've like looked up, try, you know, if I played in a, a mid laner that just dominated me, um, I'll kind of watch their perspective on what they were doing. Or is there like a checklist of things that you're looking for? Um, do you guys have, like, when you go into a VOD review, is it like, okay, let's check out, um, you know, just team fight mechanic, uh, how we played that, did we do that well, wave management, that kind of stuff, or is it just a general, okay, we got behind here, um, let's do better at that? Um, depends on what we know we need to improve at, because we all have, like, a pretty decent understanding of, like, this was bad, but what exactly happened and what needs to change to make mm -hmm. it better? It's like, you know, we got wiped doing Fangtooth. What happened? Like, we go back in, we're like, oh, the Rampage's positioning was, like, way too close to the backline, and the Steel was able to get all five of us instead of the Rampage being, like, quite a bit in front of us to make it difficult for them to reach us, or, like, this ult positioning was bad, like these are the priority targets and you ulted the frontliners and not the people that you should be killing like things like that uh are like really easy to spot as long as you know that something bad happened um but yeah i think one thing and of course there's like genuinely just kind of run at people and see what you can get away with um and take in to take it with a grain of salt like if you're going against a worse player than you and you know that they're a worse player then you're not going to get away with as much against a higher level player but like yeah yeah i've definitely felt that one man there's some games where i'll be into somebody and you know i'll look afterwards and again it's fake mmr but there's some merit to it because there it does feel a yeah. certain way um where it's like you just run at somebody and they just miss everything and you're like oh and uh then you do that the rest of the game, and then you realize you're 600 MMR ahead of them, and you are able to pull that off. And then you do the same thing into somebody 600 MMR ahead of you and just get absolutely destroyed on repeat. Yeah. So Yeah, so it's just about, like, when you know that you're getting, like, you're playing into someone better than you, like, 
don't go into like don't go into hiding is kind of my recommendation. Like you might lose the game, people might get upset at you whatever. It's fake online numbers. Like it doesn't it doesn't mean yeah. anything. Yeah. It's a yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Um I would say like even if you are getting kind of dunked on, like see what there is to do. Like what way think to yourself like what can I do to still have an impact on this game instead of getting frustrated and like the other day I saw like a Feng Mao versus a Countess offlane and the Feng Mao had been like running down all of my games all day because Feng Mao is like nuts in offlane right now and then he died level 2 to the Countess and instead of like kind of regrouping and seeing like what he could do uh, to like get back into it he went like 1 in 10 that game Gotcha. So he just was like, oh, I'm just going to do this over and over. Yeah, just and... keep hitting his head against the wall and losing. And yeah, that... to no avail. Yeah, um... so like <laughs> both try and play safer when you're losing to someone better than you and try and get enough gold to try and compete with them. But also once you're at a decent enough spot in the game that you're like, I think I can make things happen like go out and see what you can do don't just like afk into your tower farm let them do all the objectives like go and see if you can like make a rotation onto a different lane uh like help with help your team contest an objective fight like there's a there's a balance to it but i'd say going out and like trying to do things even though you're a little bit behind is much more beneficial than just sitting back and turtling yeah. yeah Gotcha. Um, another general question. This is going to, this isn't mid specific, but because you play mid, it just happens to be, um, who are your top three favorite mid laners to play? So number, what order? Um, let's go three to one, like your third favorite, second favorite, and then your most favorite, uh, to play. Okay. So currently, in this economy, I would say my third favorite mid laner to play is probably Faye. Okay. Uh, I think Faye feels really good right now. You get, you can get a lot of like early pressure with her new or with her recent E change. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. man, that E if you're hitting. Yeah, those. one of the, one of the characters that it mm. feels easiest to poke others out of lane with, which lets like opens up the map, lets you do more. Um, I think she's pretty cool right now. Uh, like she doesn't have movement, so you have to actually like think about how you space and where you position in fights, which I think is really fun. Um, second, I think right now is Bellica. I really, mm-hmm. I am a really big Bellica enjoyer. Just, I don't know if it's solely for the fact that she just like everything about her kit just feels like really good to pull off. Like if you get a knock up satisfying when yeah, you Yeah, like yeah. the ult just sounds really, really good. It feels like it has meat behind it or like Yeah. And something about that lock on with it, it's just like when you know you've got them. Yeah. And then they and flash then away like, and it's still locked on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the ult it's like, I know I'm not gonna miss this. They're dead. Yeah. Like there's <laughs> there's nothing they can yeah. do. And she's got I think she has one of the more I think she has a higher build variety than most mages at the minute, so I'm always like mm-hmm. thinking about how I can build it. Like sometimes, I'll build. Can you sneak up on a uh, an unknown broken build that's like not necessarily? Oh, these things in conjunction uh, are super strong. Yeah, or... or it's just kind of like what's good into whatever I'm looking at. Like some 
I, I like to go combustion a lot. Wraith Leggings is always really good, but like sometimes I'll do Megacosm, sometimes I won't. Sometimes I'll do Time Warp, which I've been enjoying recently. Sometimes you can go mm-hmm. Tainted. Uh, Caustica O Crown are always classics, but you can throw in like uh, a Spellbreaker. You can throw in a Golem's Gift if they have a Fed Assassin. Like It feels much easier on her to build a lot of things and not feel like you're losing out on a lot. And it's yeah. partially because she's just really solid at all stages of the game. So she's kind of a problem right now. Like she's mm-hmm. kind of broken, but it it allows you to do a lot more things with it, which is more fun for me. Yeah. That's what, yeah, like, I feel like Borges, right? You have to build Megacosm. You have to build Wraith yeah. So that leaves you three other spots to, like, yeah, and then you know, she play has around. Mana issues, like, so you have to build Caustica, and it's like, yeah. Caustica. So it's like almost two. Yeah. Your build's basically done at that yeah. point, right? Where, yeah. like, Bellica, it's, yeah, I agree with you. There's not really a must item on her but there are a lot of items that are just really yeah good. and i've been seeing like That's azure it. core pop up on her recently like mm-hmm. there's just so many like different things that you can do based on what you're going into what the situation calls for and then yeah. number one has always been my girl gadget let's go always bro. been i'm a big gadget i've engineer. always been yeah, a gadget, I really main. Like gadget i love that champion so much i don't yeah, dude. I think my highest win rate um, of characters I actually play, right? Like, you know, I've played Morgash like three times. I know she's good. It's just I need to take time to get good with her. Every time I play her, I win, but it's only been three times. Yeah. Uh, but Gadget is, of characters I play a good amount, uh, I win the most with her. She just feels like, she just feels good, man. Like, there's just so, so many good things you can do with her. I like, I just like her kit. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I've always liked her. Did you have, um, like a character that was in Paragon that you were, cause were you a mid, uh, mid main in Paragon? I was a well? jungle main back in the day. What? So who has not been released yet that you're excited for? My like, favorite jungler most... back in Paragon was Kwong. I absolutely mm, love nice. Kwong jungle. Danger yeah. is a Kwong enjoyer as yeah, well. Yeah, so. I liked Kwong yeah, a lot. I'd say besides that, there aren't too many characters that haven't been released that I was like, yeah, this character, but man, Kwong, I love that guy. Dude. Yeah, he yeah he had such an, an interesting kit. Like, it was so fun to uh, play with. Um, yeah. With a sword and his ult and everything like that. So, um, all right, that's general question. So gotcha. I got a question. I'll go. Yeah, shoot. Um, not a general question, a more comp related question. I would say most of our listeners, not all, but a, a lot, a good bit of our listeners, are uh, maybe newer to MOBAs or um, you know, in that gold range. Uh, what would you say to them? Like, what are the benefits of like playing comp? Uh, even like they might not be you know masters level player, but. Uh, you know, getting a five stack and maybe, you know, getting a custom game against another five stack. Like, what benefits have you seen uh, just playing comp in, in your gameplay, I guess? Um, so, one of the things that I'm, like, very, very passionate what, about when people are like, I want to play comp, is don't try and play comp if you're not going to have fun with the people you're going to play with. Is kind of how mm, I see it. Agreed. Because uh, yes. I see like a bunch of teams will like be like, there'll be a, there's a tournament coming up. I like me and another guy need to find three people to play with that are good, and like they'll think these people are good, and then like a couple of them will have like 
clashing personalities or anger issues or whatever, and then the team falls apart as soon as like I've seen before. It's I've seen even, teams yeah. fall apart after their first scrim. Like we did that the other week to somebody's team when we scrimmed them. They fell oh, apart no. right after, like the day <laughs> after. I was like, what the? No way. Yeah. Uh, like that kind of stuff. Don't do that. Like make sure that they're that you're at least like chill. There's some synergy in yeah. personalities. Yeah, for at sure. Least chill. I can attest to that. I played a little bit of comp smite uh, back in the day. The first team I ever played with, it was me and a guy that I got along really well with. And then kind of same thing, right? It was like three dudes that were absolute fraggers. I mean, they were just nuts at Smite. But, dude, we clashed, and it was not a fun experience. And then I played on another team where we weren't – we were nowhere near as good as we were, but everyone got along, and it was was a lot more fun. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, and especially with where the game is right now. Like, sure, there are tournaments, but it's like the same couple teams are favored, and you're probably not going to get money from it unless you're those same couple teams – like, mm-hmm. what are you playing for? Like, especially if you're in the lower ranks, like you're not going into those tournaments to win. You're going into those tournaments yeah. to play a five v five game, which hopefully is more enjoyment to you than playing a pub. Uh, for because sure. you're doing it with people that you like. Uh, so like, don't pressure yourself to like go in and be like, I want to get really really good at the game and win things. It's like, and we're in early access. Like, who actually cares? Like even even yeah. me, like I've been asked to like go to different teams that maybe could have been like a bit better than the team I'm on right now, but I'm like, no, I I like the people yeah, that I'm like my on the team with. <laughs> like, I mm-hmm. I'm gonna stick with my boys. Like we're gonna, and that's one of the beauties I think of Comp is if you get a good squad that you like, then just like play together. Because, like, you guys will improve at the game if you all play together and you work with each other and you learn from each other. Like, you will all improve at the game, and I've noticed that a lot with our team. Like, I got significantly better in, like, the month leading up to the last PCC than I had before because I was just, like, open and willing to learn because I was happy with the people I was playing with. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that For leads sure. into my uh, my first comp comp question as well like so as internal testers i'm sure you don't have and you also have lives right jobs and other things going on um school whatever it may be um how much do you and the other you know your teammates let's say how much do you guys play you know weekly or daily um do you scrim a lot major you know majority of the time are you just doing pubs are you um trying to always play as a team do you solo queue um so with how my team is, we're all like masters level and stuff. So solo queue isn't as good for learning stuff because you can just like your lane opponent most like most of the time will not be like someone you can learn Why from as you? much. Uh, we mm-hmm. do stri- try and scrim at least once a week, depending on people's schedules. Like everyone's got different schedules, and we have to work around that sometimes. If we can get four out of the five. Depending on the role, we'll usually just find a sub. Like if it's an ADC sub, a support sub, offlane sub, even mid sub. Jungle will usually not sub, but even then, like if we really want to play and like get certain people more practice uh, than we will, it's just like changing what the expectation of the scrim is going to benefit. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, 
if we're playing like a scrim against a really really good team and all five on both teams are together it's like okay we're playing to like see how we fully are as a team and like learn about everything that we're doing um and then if we're against like you know more of a mid-range team we have like a jungle subs or shot calling is going to be different then it's like okay we'll put our offlaner onto a character that he's less comfortable on so he can like practice that in a comp setting uh but overall no, we sure. play we play a decent amount of the game um it differs for different teams there are some comp players that don't play the game and then they go into the tournaments you can kind of see it um yeah, they're like, wait, they changed Twin Blast's ult? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, there'll be times where people are out of town, you kind of just can't play for a bit, but then you come back and you try and get at least a scrim a week is what we like to do, so. Yeah, makes gotcha. sense. Gotcha. Um, you mentioned Shot Caller. Is it, like, always the jungle that does that? Is it, Most like, often, yeah. just a team? Mm-hmm. or Mo- okay. Most of the time. Yeah, and I think every team is different, too, right? So sometimes it might be, like, I, I know for one of the teams I played for, I played support and smite, and I was the shot caller. Yeah, you'll so usually do it, jungler support, usually jungle, because mm-hmm. they're going to be everywhere on the map, and they can call, like, they're yeah. kind of the initiator for most of the plays, but jungler support are usually the ones because they're doing less micro stuff. Like the jungler is kind of walking around his camps, hitting them. So he has a lot of time to like, look at the map and think same with the support. Like you can look to go in on the lane. You can look to defend like them going in on the lane, but you have a lot of time. Like you're not focusing on CS. So you can look at the map. Yeah. Yeah, Trying to get the last hits or the super sweaty one V one of mid or off lane where, um, you know, things can go south really quick if you're not uh, fully engaged. Um, yeah, so those okay. are usually the ones. Ours is the jungler, but then you have people that kind of help in calling. Like Haru's really good at calling yeah. stuff. I'll call stuff occasionally, and it's kind of just... It's also about when you want to call stuff. Like in team fights, the shot callers are like me and our ADC uh, because we have the most damage. So we're like, go for these targets. These are the priorities because we can dump our damage if you CC them. Is kind of like... Yeah, very yeah. nice. Uh, good stuff. All right, next question. Um, for the people out there that would like to get into the comp scene, um, and they're you know they're new to the game, or maybe they've been playing the game but they're just you know not they don't have a team they they haven't really considered it. But um, would you recommend them to play one role um, a majority you know kind of on repeat a majority of the time, or would you recommend them to just like fill main for a while? and just kind of get a feel for every role, kind of see what their, in their mind, what the priority is of that role. Um, um, so I would say if you want to get into the comp space and you want to like play on a team and that's your goal, uh, figure out what role you want to play and do that. And maybe a second, like keep it to like two roles mm-hmm. that you're like, I'll play these roles and I'll get really good at these roles. But I would definitely say there is a lot of value to just casually playing the other roles and understanding how they work, like seeing it from their side. So you understand what you're like, if you get onto a team, you understand what your teammates doing, what they can do, what they can't do. Cause like if you're like a mid laner or a jungler and you're looking to get a gank on the off lane and you don't know how the off lane matchup is, then you might be completely baiting your off laner into a bad like scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, like my jungler plays a lot of mid lane because mid lane is kind of like mid and jungle. You'll get a lot of like 2v2 
with the other mid and jungle. Yeah. So yeah, it's like bass and drums in a band. Yeah. It's like these two kind of go together. Yeah, they go um, together. You'll get and synergize. Yeah, you'll get mid jungle versus mid jungle like early-ish in the game and so he'll play mid on his off time to like know how the mid matchups work and know what i can do and if he's like we win so then he's able to know when we're going into the game we win the 2v2 so if we're gonna fight mid like we can do it this game mm. gotcha yeah. is it, sure. what would be your uh your off role would you say um probably off lane but i'm i feel like i'm decent enough that i've filled in i think every yeah. role for different teams i'd say don't put me jungle in a comp setting i'm i'm decent <laughs> enough as a casual hey. jungler but in a comp setting that's probably a no nice yeah. man you're talking my language <laughs> i like it because um, i'm <laughs> just absolutely cakes i'm so bad at uh, at jungle, uh but i've also played it seven the, times the thing so. with me in jungle is like jungle you have to be like really like reactive and as a mid laner it's like get as much farm as possible get big get strong and then do things bro thank you uh, yes <laughs> and then as a jungler it's like oh i'm doing my blue buff and it's almost dead but i need to leave right now to help my off laner who's getting ganked and if i don't leave right now he'll die and I have like really bad yeah. OCD, and it just doesn't work for me. It just fucking yeah, hurts. bro. So. Yeah, I, f I filled a game um, earlier as jungle, and there were multiple times where like I just was like, I have to finish this camp. Where and it was like, man, I think I should have gone to that fight or to that this gank yeah, but or you're something. So ingrained. And just drop the you're camp. So ingrained to like, mm -hmm. I need the gold. I need to farm. Like. Yeah, yeah, my CS needs to my be CS higher than their is CS. Falling behind. Yeah, yeah dude, it's <laughs> it's all about the CS. Um, good stuff. Uh, I can ask so, if, uh, Yeah, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Um, so comp obviously different than pubs. Uh, what are you guys looking for in uh, like hero selection? So obviously we talked a little bit about right, like Narbash, highest win rate character in the game, but you haven't seen much of him in comp, like. Um, Dude, your questions are timing up perfectly with mine because my <laughs> next question is which heroes are top banned. Yeah, well, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say so. Just for not even like now, right? Not even like the heroes we have now, but like when Liz, when Lizard comes out or when any future heroes come out. What are some things that like you guys are are looking well, bro, at? It's probably and under like, NDA to not talk about Lizard. Yeah, yeah, no, no Lizard, <laughs> no NDA breaches here please i don't want to get in trouble um but just like when it comes to picks when it comes to to bands like what are some things that are just inherently you're looking for i guess um i don't know if that makes yeah, sense yeah so yeah like team comp um that kind yeah, of stuff yeah is it more comp i guess is it more comp driven or is it more like oh this hero is just absolutely busted we can we'll figure out the you know yeah, what or, we're trying to match do after we really. draft uh, depends yeah, right. on how like how early in the draft you are i'd say it's mm -hmm. like when you're banning you're either looking to ban like this thing is really really strong or this person really really likes this pick and they're really good at it uh so like ban them out from being able to do it because if they have to play another champion uh then it'll be like a significantly worse performance it was like in the howie gideon meta every time that i went up against seismic i was banning gideon because how he's like one of his worst mids mm -hmm. and it was like a significant like a notable yeah difference like between Gideon was his and best how mid play. and how he was like probably his worst and so he would have to find like a different person within the meta to play so it kind of depends yeah. who you're going up against what you know about them yeah uh, and then 
there are also just certain things that you just want out of the games. Um, mm-hmm. So there's that kind of stuff. And then once you have your first couple picks, whether they be comfort picks that your team really likes or uh, things that you think are really, really strong, there's also a lot of things that can get bottlenecked. So like uh, right now, Kira Twinblast are really good. So uh, you'll try and get one of them before, because we have two ban phases now. So if you don't get it before the second Ooh. ban phase, then uh, they can ban out the other one. So you have to think about like picking those up early, like things that can be banned out. Like we only have four tanks, we only have however many ADCs. Um, yeah. So is it is it one in like one early ban and then one late ban for each team yeah. now? So you you each gotcha, do one cool. early ban before you've picked anything, and then you each do yeah. one ban after you've picked three things. Yeah, makes sense. That's good. Sick. Yeah. Um, are there certain uh, heroes that you see like m- maybe just off of their performance, not even um, you know the team you're going against, but they're the players you're going against, but just just heroes they're like yeah we just in general these people are going to be banned um just because they're good heroes. um there are a couple of those right now um i'd say one of the main ones i see is bellica people just hate playing against bellica yeah <laughs> yeah um so yeah you'll see stuff like that uh bellica so- sometimes you'll see like uh i mean it kind of depends for what team and what they think are good because every team has like a different read on the meta. Currently, EU currently yeah, EU sure. thinks Bellica's good, but Gadget's top tier. Uh, so they'll like pick or ban Gadget really early. Uh, whereas NA, you'll see a lot of like uh, Bellica, Rampage, um, different things like that. That's mm-hmm. interesting, isn't it? How just I mean the different mindsets between uh, EU and you know. A US NA, team, yeah, sure. yeah, like an NA team where it's like, like a character that is like, oh, we got to ban this person. And NA is like, eh, they're just kind of mid table here in yeah. EU. Uh, yeah. They, so it, what do you think attributes to that? Is it just like a play style? Uh, I think it's, I think it's um, a bit of like difference in how people think and play the game. They drink tea and we drink <laughs> coffee. Is it? <laughs> yeah. I think, honestly, I think it's like, having, yeah, what, I think it's cultural too. Yeah. yeah so having like, been, so, for those that don't know, I study in the UK. Uh, so, gotcha. for majority of the year, I'm actually in England. Um, I play soccer over there is, like, the main reason I'm over there. But um, Oh, dude. Yeah, man. You came to the right podcast. <laughs> yeah, we, man. We're, we're big soccer fans. I mean, here. one of our main people is the soccer fan. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm big. So. I play soccer over there for an academy. Um so doing that and studying at the same time, but uh, what position? Striker. Oh, oh okay. God. So he's real good. Okay. Yeah. Get him on the national uh, team. Yeah, dude. For That's good. Get no, him we just there. got Belligan. We don't need me anymore. Yeah, true, true, true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but sorry, what, what were we been talking about? I've completely lost. <laughs> um, top bands. Um, how it's culturally oh, different. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How, So being you know Bellica, yeah. but just because she's annoying and good. Yeah, being. But, She's also just annoying. Yeah, <laughs> like, being over there, like people think a lot more about the games, and that's kind of how you see it. And then NA's known for like being really good mechanically, but like not having good macro or knowing what to do, when to do it, um, is kind of the main differences you'll see. Like 
European mm-hmm. teams will like think more and uh, have like better like thought process about it, but then they'll just get like like you put them in a one v- like two ADCs in a one v one, and a lot of NA players will just like out mechanics them. Is mm-hmm. like that's that interesting. Sense, yeah. That. Uh, almost want to do a study on cultural gaming differences now. Yeah. That'd be cool. And, and I'm, be I'm saying that is like a blanket thing. Obviously you have like Neft as an EDC in Europe is like nuts mechanically. Yeah. Yeah. Scary, yeah. yeah. So, uh, like the top ADCs for each region, you have uh, Pablo in this region who's known for being like super, super good mechanically, but then his positioning can be like really far forwards and weird sometimes but he's really mm. good at dodging abilities, so it, he makes it work. And then you have Neft, who is known for, like, he can lose lane, but he'll be, like, 50 CS up on the other laner because he has, like, perfect CS every game. So he just wins by having more gold a lot of the time. Yeah, man, That's after, crazy. like, wave three, I'm like, all right, that perfect CS is out the window. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then you look at Neft's game, and he'll miss, like, a couple. He'll be, like... 10, 15, 20 CS up at 10 minutes above other comp players. You're like, what is going on with this guy? Yeah, that's, that's How crazy. is he doing yeah. this? Yeah. For sure. That's, that's cool, man. Um, okay, uh, next question. And I think this inherently is going to happen, right? So every, especially in a comp level, like every, you're a mid-main, whatever, you know, whatever. Everybody has their role. And I'm sure they have like their comfort pick. This is my main character. Um, do you try to be like, because you mentioned seismic earlier. Do you try to be like get enough game time in with every hero in your role to be like, oh well, this is technically my worst, but I'm so like I'm good with all of them to a level that it doesn't matter. Or is it just better to be, or not even better, but so you mentioned you didn't play Smite. Um, there's a guy that plays Smite. And his name is Paul. And that's his gamer tag, top tier, by the way. Yeah, dude, it's just it's just Paul, <laughs> um, and he is so good with one specific character, right? That if he gets that character, his team just wins. In yeah, I think his scene. win rate and and SPL is like ninety something percent with that character, and they're him. not. They're never like a a meta character. Like they're always mid table or lower, from what I've seen. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this character is not like, oh well, this character is always good, so it's going to kind of get through banned, or it's it's going to get banned by, you know, first or second pick, no matter yeah. what. This character is like average at best in the best of states for her. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Hell, um, but he is so good with her, it forces the other team to use a ban on that character every time they play against yeah. him. Um, do you think it's kind of better to have a character that you're so good on, right? Like you mentioned seismic with Gideon. It's like, Oh, I just ban him, ban that character because he's going to be good with them. Or is it just better to be, you know, just so good all around. It doesn't matter with all the heroes. Uh, I think you could find success with both. Like you see a couple mid laners, uh, that do have smaller champion pools that, you won't see play a couple characters, and it's like, oh, well, like, they're definitely not going to pick this character. I've never seen them do that before. Um, so you're not really worried about that. Uh, but then, 
like I prefer to take the other approach where I just kind of play everything enough. Like, yeah, because metas are gonna change. Yeah, like right? my most played um, character right now, I have ninety games on Countess. Um, but then I have like sixty-five, sixty-four, sixty-two, fifty-seven uh, on like the next four characters, um, and then I'd say my lowest played character that has been in the game for a while is fourteen games on Steel. But like, I have twenty-six Morgesh games, twenty-nine Howitzer games, thirty-six Fey games, forty Gadget games. Like, I kind of play everything to a similar level, like in the like, I kind of just let my team uh, pick stuff, and then I pick later because I can kind of choose whatever is best for the comp that we have at the time. Yeah. Because that's just kind of how I play. I like to play everything. It's yeah. Ev- yeah even just in other games, like, I- I'm not like, I'm a main for this, so this is going to be the thing that I play the most. It's like, nah, I will play that a lot. And it'll it be all. my best one. But it might not be my most played thing, if you like, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Because I just enjoy. Gotcha. I paid for the whole game. I'm gonna play the whole damn game. <laughs> right, right. It's <laughs> gonna get boring if you just play the yeah, same my, one. Yeah, my my issue is uh, like, and that on that question, danger for me is like, I did I just get bored playing the same thing over and over again? Like, yeah, I could probably be like diamond three if i just played rampage every single game maybe dude maybe even masters if i just played rampage every single game in jungle but that would be boring yeah. as hell like i'm trying to play like some weird stuff in jungle and yeah i played a shinbi game in jungle and got absolutely shit on yesterday yeah. and if i would have played like an actual jungler we it probably would have gone better but you know yeah, i mean it's yeah. just more I'm, fun I'm for me like very that. much known for especially on my streams for doing kind of whatever anyone will recommend me. Like, the other day I was doing a time warp first with Obelisk, steal offlane. Um, Let's go. Like, full AP assassin stuff. I played Narbash offlane earlier with crit. Uh, I play... I like to play phase mid mid, because you just pick a Chimera jungle and you make him go sky splitter, and then you go sky splitter, and you just shred objectives on, like, on cooldown. (laughs) It's amazing. Um, like I, I'm known for doing just really weird stuff and being open to try whatever. So I, I just get yeah. more enjoyment out of the game that way. Kind of talking um, on that same topic. Are there any like non mages that are viable uh, in a competitive way in that mid lane? I would say the top ones, in my opinion, um, probably Decker and Fangmao. If gotcha. you want to play something mid lane that's not a mage, Shinbi can be really good as well. It's more difficult to play, but I've seen some really, really good Shinbi players that just hard diff, like really good mid laners, because the mid laners don't know how to play against Shinbi. And the Shinbi players are good yeah. enough at playing Shinbi mid that they can just run them down. Pretty yeah. cool. But yeah, I'd say Feng Mao first, or like Feng Mao with Dread first is really fun. Because you get that combat move speed, and you can kind of just gank side lanes after shoving the wave, yeah. and you don't die to the mid lane. And a little bit of magical armor. Yeah, you get magical armor, yeah. you kill the wave, you heal up any damage that they poke to you, and then you get to run to the side lanes and kill people. 
uh, and Decker mid with full AP, like if you hit the stun ball, then you can hit the Q and the ult, and she can be a pretty good burst mage, especially with Obelisk. Interesting. All some right. stuff for you to try, Danger. Yeah, man. Some uh, some spice. <laughs> yeah, dude, spice for <laughs> sure. Also, I'm thinking baseball. You should take your uh, shimby play into mid from time. I to time. could do it, dude. I I am a major shimby enjoyer. I just you are. Uh, my issue is that uh, I I just dude, I run it down with shimby, and <laughs> I I don't stop running it down with shimby. So if I got behind in mid, that'd be a uh, GG's for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah more we call that the Gorn play style. The Gorn play style, absolutely. Dude, Gorn, this guy that we play with, we mentioned him earlier. He had a question for you. Gorn goes twenty and zero, or like three and ten, because he's not bad. But like, <laughs> he just dude, that man is getting in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, like, yeah. The the S key is non-existent on his keyboard. He is, but dude, I've seen him go Grux off lane, and by like ten minutes have. 10 kills like just absolutely eating people yeah um, so one of those players that i'm um, either like damn what the fuck is this guy on or damn yeah why is this guy running at me he's losing yeah dude, he's just <laughs> giving me kill like, why, why does he keep dying <laughs> uh, to me yeah dude. <laughs> um so uh comp right now and um obviously don't you know if you have some like sneaky spicy thing um you don't want to give up uh, before a $3,000 tournament, I understand. <laughs> what are, um, right now, kind of some top mids for comp, if there are any that... Because I'm in the in the belief that there are obviously mids that are stronger, like hero-wise, but I think a majority of them seem pretty viable yeah. um, so I, I, right now to me, the way it feels, because yeah. like, I've been shit on by pretty much every mid laner i've done well with most mid laners um so and then the follow-up on that when you pick are you doing like are you counter picking for their mid or are you looking more at like okay team comp wise what do we need uh, so i usually do more team comp wise because like sure you can like diff the mid but like if you're picking bellica and the other team has like three tanky front lines it's like well, I'm not going to do any damage to those guys, whereas, like, yeah. a Gadget or a Fae can kind of shred those people. Um, so I like to do more for team comp-wise. Um, but I'd say I'm not going to put anything into, like, a tier list just for keeping my own secrets oh, yeah, and yeah. stuff. But as I mentioned, Bellica is pretty highly, like, picked or banned, partly because it's also good in support, so it's just a really good flex pick. Yeah, um, that's another Because it's like, too. wait, where are they putting yeah, her? so it's right? like yeah. really scary to look at because they can put it wherever they want and you don't know what they're going to do, mm -hmm. um, which allows them to open up their draft a lot more. Uh, but the... And there really aren't I'll, too uh, many picks that are that are like that right now, at least in the, the amount of heroes. Like, like I, I think of Crunch, right? Like, Crunch can go, like, offline jungle. Like, there's steel. Yeah, he I'd can, say, I I'd say the main, like, flex jungle. characters are, like... Mm -hmm. Steel can do a couple things. I'd say the big ones are Bellica, Richter, um, and I don't know if there's... I think Bellica, Richter are like the two like big flex picks. Two yeah, ones. I was thinking Richter for sure. Um, for sure. I think Mal potentially offlane jungle? Yeah. Or... I've seen that, yeah. Depending on the comp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sure. And then... but So I would say in comp, I'm not going to say anything else in terms of how good I think each mid laner is. 
Um, but I will say the two that I never see picked because, or I've seen one team pick one of the characters, but they're the only team I've seen that picks this character. Um, I never see Countess in comp, and there's only one team I've seen that picks Howie. Gotcha. So besides that, everything kind of to me feels playable and like really useful as a character. Nice. Gotcha. You can uh, you can message me individually the uh, the spice. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep so, it off. The so grid. I know what to be trying to brush I'll up on. I'll keep it off the grid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I won't, I won't. It will do an NDA, so I can't talk about it. <laughs> I got a question. I'll, I'll go danger if you wanna. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Okay, dude. okay, cool. Say, <laughs> that was, say that me. It was an danger. autism moment for sure. <laughs> say I got me a question. Danger are trying to start a comp team, right? We're not good enough to no offense, danger, to no, you no. or to me. We're not no good enough to win that. the three thousand dollars, right? Like, I know where I stand in this. Yeah, game. I know where I stand. I literally uh, asked if I'm too old to be good. So, <laughs> <laughs> I do you think it's still good for teams that even though they might not have you know like like your team mostly masters players to like still enter in tournaments like that? Um, I like I know like some people may be like scared or hesitant um, to enter in something like that uh, or even just to like, you know, get scrims with some better teams. Right. Um, do you think, do you think like, let's just, you know, mean danger, get three other dudes that we, we vibe with and start a comp team. You know, what, what, what how, how would you go about that for, I guess, maybe like lesser players uh, in your opinion? Yeah. As I said earlier, I think it's about avoiding burnout to be honest, like making mm-hmm. so like, be realistic about what you want to do with the comp team. If you want to do the comp team and just enter in a tournament and see what happens, like make sure that you're going to have fun with it. And then like if you guys do go with that team and you try scrimming beforehand, like make sure that you guys are like having fun with the scrims and like don't take it too yeah. seriously and try and weigh down like we need to get better for this. Like go in realistic with what you think you can do um and then just have fun from there. Like even even me, like, I'll get, I think last tournament I got, like, tied third. But just, like, participating in the tournament and playing at, like, a high level is just innately fun for me. And it's like, darn, I got eliminated. But, yeah. like, you know, I would still rather play in the tournament than play, like, a casual game. And I'm not going to get, like, I'm still going to come back to the game. I'm still going to play it after. And I think that's probably the big thing to just look at. For sure. Sick. Gotcha. Danger, what you got? Um, do you have any more comp specific questions? Cause I have two questions left and they're both like very mid specific. Um, no, nothing crazy. I've, I feel like we've hit a lot on comp. So I mean, yeah, keep going. Dude. Gotcha. Okay. So mid specifically, um, what are some things you would, uh, cause I asked in general, Hey, how do I get better? But for mid specifically, what are some things like you would focus on like to take your mid game up a notch. If, you know, if a listener is, you know, I'm like a gold mid laner or I just got the game. I'm interested. I like mid. I played mid in other games. Yeah. Um, apart from like the obvious, like CS and like, don't just run into tower. What are some like micro, uh, things or even some, some macros where it's like, these are some these are certain things that I need to like really focus on being better at to up my overall g- game and performance. Um, so one I'd say is probably not just like 
using abilities willy-nilly. Like, you actually have to think about your mana and how you're, and, like, what you're doing with your abilities. And to, like, combine with that, uh, I think mid lane kind of wave states are really important early. I know you said kind of excluding CS, but genuinely, like, I think if you can get really, really good at knowing how to farm in mid lane, like, that's... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I said it more of, like, um, excluding, like, getting the last yeah. hits. But, like, as far as wave state, yeah. that's huge, and I'd never really... Like, do I just shove it in all the... Obviously, you don't always push lane yeah. in. It's about... But you also like, don't let it sit at your yeah, tower. Yeah, it's about so. knowing, like, kind of when and where to do things. Like, if you poke the enemy mid out of lane and you have the mana, uh, like, being able... Like, if you have the mana and the damage, are you able to kill the wave quick enough for your wave to walk under their tower? Like, gotcha. Uh, if the mid is out of your lane, can you make it go under their tower within that amount of time? And if you can't make it go under their tower, you let it sit wherever it's at. Uh, like, if it's in a neutral state, you just let it sit there, because that's where they're going to lose the most amount of minions, because the most amount of their minions will be alive, meaning your minions will die faster. So you only last hit if you're not able to get into tower, and you hard shove if you are able to get it into tower, and then it'll bounce back to you, and you can look to uh, freeze the wave towards your side of the lane, make them walk up more than they might be comfortable with, making them more exposed to ganks and you safer. Um, okay, that's that's big. Yeah, I like that. Because typically, um, when I poke mid out of lane, or, you know, there's baseball ganks, and they, it burns their flash, and then they back... I always just like burn wave, yeah. um, but I don't. Th th yeah, that's good because yeah. it's obviously not always the best to yeah. do that. Because a lot of time, well, not a lot, but sometimes it'll you'll do that, and then the wave is just frozen at their tower yeah. line, and then it's like now I'm out of position. Yeah, so. and then um, another like little thing with like wave states is in the first couple levels, uh, there will usually be one character that outpushes the other one. Um, and then they'll have the ability to walk up with their wave towards you and, like, auto-attack you and hit you with abilities and poke you out. And if you get caught by that, it can be really bad for your lanes and you're low. Uh, but it's so early that, like, any lead that they get, like, they could have their ult, like, half a level before you. And then they can ult on you and you yeah. can't go back and it's scary. Um, yeah. so... Or even, like, the Morrigesh, right, where it's, like, if she pokes you out and she's level 5, it's, like, you gotta think about... Yeah. If she, if she hits level six, six before you back, right? Like, yeah. yeah, then you might just yeah. die. Yeah, so yeah. I'd say the main thing, especially in the first couple levels, is, like, just try and get as much as you can without losing, like, without losing a lot. And that the big thing that I think people are really scared to do is, like, the first three waves, you're allowed to let them hit your tower. Let them mm -hmm. walk under your tower. Let the minions, like, take tower shots the tower doesn't take much damage until I think after six minutes it has it has mm -hmm. like a bunch of armor before six minutes so they're not gonna like your tower's not gonna lose a lot of health and if you're against like a Bellica has a lot of good wave pressure uh, so she'll kill the wave faster in those first three levels than most mid laners and then she can walk up she throws the drone out and you're like oh god I'm in the drone and the minions are walking towards me and then you get knocked up and then the minions are hitting you and she bombs you for free, and it's like, I just lost half my HP bar and a bunch of mana, and the wave hit the tower. It's like, no, just, like, like two seconds before, like, you realize she's going to hit the tower. Like, the minions are going to push into you. Just go back, sit under the tower, 
and let them hit it and farm under the tower. And getting good at farming under tower is a really good skill to work on. Good stuff. Nice. And yeah, like uh, playing mid, you're a carry, you're trying to scale for things. There are certain mids that you can do a lot more with like early, but at the end of the day, like you are trying to get as much gold as possible, get more like get more fed than other people on the map, and then go once you hit like an item or two is kind of when you're like, okay, I'm online, I have a lot of presence in this game, and you want to get to that point really quickly. Gotcha. Uh, this next question will kind of tie into that. Um, when to rotate versus pushing in lane. Um, so, for example, if if the enemy mid laner makes a rotation towards duo lane, for instance, um, in general, are you chasing that for like this kind of counter gank situation? Are you going to rotate over to off lane because you know that their mid's not going to be present there? Um, or are you just like shoving wave and trying to get as much tower health as you can? Um, I'm going to use the economics term opportunity cost here uh, mm -hmm. to kind of describe mm -hmm. how I think about it. It's like, okay, if I do this one thing, what am I losing? It's like I can stay mid and I can get these confirmed minions, but maybe the Bellica goes over and gets a triple kill in duo lane. Uh, so if you see them rotating, it's about like letting your team know, like, hey, can you minimize what this rotate does for the Bellica so she doesn't get as big? Or if you see her rotating, but her duo lane is low, and she's, like, both duo lanes are low, and she's trying to get there to kill your duo lane, but hers are, like, lower, then if you think, hey, I could either, like, stay and get this wave, or, like, if I go over there, I can get two kills and, like, that... Potentially save my yeah, team. Yeah, like, and... Mm -hmm. There's a lot that you can do uh, with it. Like, if you have the ability to roam first, it's often like it's often really good. If there's like a good potential for getting something, and there'll be times that I like roam over and I miss like most of a wave because I tried to come help something and maybe only get like an assist on one person when my team kills three because I got there just a little too late, or like maybe someone makes a big misplay and I don't get anything, and it's kind of like oh, well, that happened, but, it, like, it is what it is. What can I do next? Like, can I go back mid? What can I salvage from this? There will be times that you try right. things and they don't come off, and it's just about uh, when things do come off, maximizing what you can get, and when things don't come off, minimizing what you lose from trying to make something happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been comparing. I've been playing a lot of chess recently, and so I I've been comparing MOBA gameplay to chess, yeah. right? Where it's like everything you do has a a positive and a negative effect, and it's like your your whole strategy, right, should be to get as much positive and as little negative as you can. Yeah, do. and like in and chess, so I think you are going to lose pieces. Yes, it is a basically impossible to win a game without a yeah. Yeah, losing. Yeah, you a few have pieces. to make sacrifices. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. I think people are often like too uncomfortable to like sacrifice things, and like it's not the way you should play the game. Like it is fine to just yeah lose things as long as you like. Yeah, and if you made the wrong call, right? That's that's where those VOD reviews come in. I think yeah. right. Uh, I know at least for for me, like when I when I played a little comp smite, right? That's what we would do. It's like, hey, we made this call was this the right call yeah. we did you know either we did get stuff off of it or we didn't get stuff off of it yeah. right like that's where you can kind of like go back and rewatch and be like here's what i was thinking 
and then as a team you can say well maybe we should have done this or i no, i think it was the right call we just misplayed or you know whatever so yeah i find myself a lot um in that situation uh in mid that I just asked about where it's like i'm just going to call that they're missing um you know make the call tell my team you know tell my team to back up yeah. and i'm just going to get ahead on cs yeah like you tell the um, way but the quick as possible you make sure it hits the tower and maybe you can get a bunch of tower damage or kill the tower or something mm-hmm. right but the problem i i've noticed in some situations with that it's like i made the call my team didn't die my um, duo lane's still alive um and my mid that my mid matchup now i'm ahead but now my duo lane is behind because they both had to back um and the enemy duo's got this like you know, kind of got this this presence uh, over there now, where they're they're kind of getting ahead um, because of that rotation. So I think that's where there are always all these just micro decisions that add up and amount to a big uh, outcome. Yeah. Um, where it's like, well, you know, I got ahead on my mid at this point, but now my duo's behind because of it. Was it? You know, should I have done this uh, differently, or yeah. you know, what else should I and have I think, done? So I think like. It is a team game, and you're not going to win everything because, like, people will make mistakes and lose things, and then, like, you can't 1v5 every game. It's just not how MOBAs work, but mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of about maximizing what your team can get and minimizing your stuff, but at the end of the day, you can only control yourself. Um, and, like, if overall, like your team is net positive because you pushed in the tower and it's like you killed the mid tower maybe and you have like a positive gold trade like even though you duo backed like maybe you got the mid tower and that's 500 gold and they lost maybe a wave which is like maybe a hundred or something like that it's about like little gives and like about pushes and pulls kind of and there will be times where like you do go down it's about like okay, our duo lane's down, but I'm ahead. What can I maybe do to, like, bring them back in? Or, like, maybe you and your jungler are down, but the duo lane's down, so you and your jungler go on this mission to, like, go around the map shutting people down, and then you guys get really big. And then because they're all getting shut down, your duo lane is still alive and farming, and their duo lane's dead. So even though your duo lane didn't get the kills, like, they have an innate, they're getting gold and the other team isn't. Catch up, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Because obviously I get stomped uh, in a lot of games, but there are also games where it's like I'm looking at it 11, uh, 4, and 12 out of mid. I would say I did fine in mid that game, but there's probably so many things I could have done to like actually help the team uh, get ahead. You know, 10, 6, and 11 uh, lost that game. Like I have these games where it's like, well, I did great. So why did we lose? And it's like, how could I have leveraged? my lead or how could have I maybe I have less kills and more deaths but now our carry came online super hard because of it um so yeah I think I think for me in mid that's always I have the hardest like man what should I go and you have to make the decision instantaneously you know it's like if you wait too long it's like well it's just too late to go there um but man if I'd gone there so so you're looking at duo's health, um, that kind of yeah, stuff. I'd say um, the big thing with MOBAs is like if you make a decision, just kind of commit to the decision. If it doesn't pull off, okay, you learned. But like, don't 
Yeah, in the south, we call that going whole hog. Yeah, don't make half decisions. Like, <laughs> if you are if you see your mid rotate over and you're like, maybe I should follow, and you follow a bit into the river, and then you see it's like, not, and you're like, eh, I don't know if I should rotate anymore, and you're kind of standing in the river, and then they get a kill, and you don't shove your wave in. It's like, that's the worst case scenario. It's like, you didn't yeah. gain anything, and they gained a lot. It's like, you know, maybe they gained more than you, but like, at least take the mid wave and shove it in so they lost something. It's like... You can be anxious yeah, sure. and d dislike your decisions in hindsight, but you're not going to know at the time and just commit with what you do is what I'd say. Yeah, and then the more you play too and the more mistakes you make, eventually you'll be like, you'll you'll get to the point where it's like, oh, I definitely rotate here. This is definitely a win, right? And vice versa. Or, oh, no, they're good. I'm shoving this. I get this tower here, and that's a massive dub for us, and then I can start rotating yeah, freely. Yeah, exactly. So. Good Sick. stuff. Baseball, do you have any uh, any more questions? Hi, man. I don't have nothing that we haven't asked already. You yeah, know? we've asked so. a lot of good stuff. Um, yeah. Do you have anything you would like to add, Wangle, just about the comp scene in general or people interested in it or anything like that? Just have fun with the game, man. It's just a game. Like, I, yeah, that's kind of my whole thing. Like, You heard it here first. <laughs> like, just positive mental it's just a game it doesn't matter in the grand scope of things uh, you only mm. get to live life once so just enjoy it you know yeah it's my just philosophy Sick. on life i guess and that dude that's why that's why everyone wants a piece of wangle you know what th yeah, third dude. podcast in four weeks <laughs> get in like that man's doing Sick. work <laughs> Um, well, he's playing soccer in Europe. He's on a competitive team in in the United States, uh, and he's just a good vibe. So good vibes, yeah, dude. Um, by the way, Wangle streams. Uh, it's I'm Wangle on on yeah. Twitch, right? Yeah, definitely do. Yeah, if you guys haven't followed or, or checked out a Wangle stream, it's a good time for sure. So <laughs> all right, I'll just make sure to check it. Hey, there it is. Um, I guess we it's we're about two hours in already. So yeah, I say we just go ahead and skip games and. Uh, Unless Wangle, I'll, I'll give you the opportunity. If you if there's a game you want to talk about, um, all let you let me let me check. I mean, check, check. I I any any I, game I, that is interesting or I mean, I did sub in for someone's scrims earlier, and they put me on Gideon both games, and Gideon is my worst mid at the minute, but I kind of popped off, so let's I, go. I'm happy hey, about that. But I think the more important you heard it here, folks. Wangle the Gideon main. No. Don't Ooh. put me in with the. I think. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I think the one that I'm most it. proud of, though, is my most recent game as of right now. I played a Narbash offlane game earlier, and I was against a Twin Blast, which is probably an offlane matchup that should just never ever exist ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I went, like, I went Saffir's Mantle. I went Fire Blossom first into Stormbreaker, and then kind of went tank, and then went. Uh, like sky splitter at the end of the game and it was like the dumbest thing I think I've ever built on anyone <laughs> but legitimately I just kind of walked down the twin blast off cooldown he just wasn't able well, to fight good. me I don't know what it was about that game but I was playing Narbash offlane and as soon as I got I think it was level 1 I like killed the ranged minions and then I just walked at him and autoed him down, and almost I made him flash level one. And then from That's there, nice. I, I I think I did like 35k damage that game. I was like second highest damage to my like ADC in the entire lobby. It was kind of nuts. 
with Stormbreaker Narbash all play. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So if that's a new meta, uh, yeah, yeah. I will gladly say that Wangle uh, came I, up with it. I'll gladly say you came up with that if on, that becomes on meta. On the flip but, uh, side, Mugiwawa did. Mugiwawa is like a high-level EU uh, like analyst for predecessor. Uh-huh. Um, so he'll like analyze scrims and like data and stuff and see what's like meta. And he was doing his like monthly, what are the top 200 players building? And I was the only top 200 player that had lost on jungle Narbash. And I felt really, really sad with myself. Oh, no. every other person had only picked it. I had picked it once. The other three people had only picked it once and all three of them won. And I wanted to just hide. I was like, no way. Oh, no. No way I'm the one person (laughs) that lost on it. Sick. Dang. It happens. It It does happen. Right. Um, Well, I'm trying to think, man. I feel like I could keep going, but, you know. Danger. We starting a comp team soon or what, dude? Uh, it could be fun for sure. It could be fun. I need to uh, get gooder. But, you want to scrim? Uh, eh. yeah, man. Look, the <laughs> the best way, Danger, for us to get better, Is we get a comp team, that are better, man. and Wangle, Wangle's team, Rogue, just shit on us for months. But eventually, yeah. we get enough VOD uh, VOD review. To, yeah. Uh, Potentially, we might win a game. Pick a game off of. Uh, okay, I, I, one, I do have one last question, and I, I, I like that idea actually, because um, yeah, I, I'm okay with getting shit on enough if I'm learning. Um, are there any like, you mentioned twin blast offlane? That shit doesn't happen in comp level, does it? Like carry off. I would say, the weirdest thing that you'll see in like a comp level is like a gadget or more gadget offlane occasionally okay. I, I know eu teams more than others really like gadget offlane but that's probably like that's probably the weirdest thing that you'll see everything else like makes sense in some capacity mm-hmm. gotcha well man the, the reason i ask is because it never fails anytime we get community customs somebody ends up going carry off <laughs> and it's like dude we it t- it got to a point where when we were doing like multiple customs a week where it was like we enforced a, a ban uh, in the community like for all of us like hey we're not going carry off like go you know you can go something else if and I think Mage was still on the table yeah like, Mage was still on the table we were fine with Mages but it was just like bro it's just so annoying yeah. it's not even that like it, you can't win right and like you can punish it whatever but it's just yeah. like. Come on, don't be that annoyed. We're playing customs. We're out here trying to have a good yeah, time. It feels like, like yeah. don't be it that. It feels guy. like you don't get to play the game if you're playing against it. Like it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, to be fair, uh, I played a custom the other night with one ball, and he went Murdoch offlane and absolutely dumpstered on everybody. Yeah. But one ball's also super good. So. Yeah. Yeah, he shit on some people, man. He had Twenty <laughs> kills that game. Put me up <laughs> so. against him. <laughs> I think I've played him before. No, one yeah, he, I, I think I, yeah, I, he I casted, I think, one of the tournaments that he was playing in. It was super fun. Yeah. Let's get. I think um, they got to finals but yeah, or man. something. So that's nice. interesting. I'm still, like, obviously, so much good information. Um, I'm really interested in the cultural differences to a take on a video game, especially on a competitive yeah. level. Because like, low-key... 
in smite it's the same way dude like obviously smite changed and like their entire competitive scene they move like fly everyone out to atlanta basically um where their headquarters is but it used to be right it was all played online and so there was like an na division and an eu division and so like it was always crazy to see right when when the like worlds happened right and it was like four NA teams versus four uh, EU teams, and the metas would just be completely different. And but but they would like merge at the same yeah. time in worlds. And so it's like some characters were like super highly valued by NA, and some characters were super highly valued by EU. And it would just be like this mix of like, oh well, one one team is just like, hey, we're gonna just out macro you right like there we're not going to get first blood until 20 minutes in the game probably but we're just going to out you know neft i'm going to hit every last you know last hit on a minion and we're just going to win the game because we're going to be higher cs than you or na is like nah dude we're running it down we're going to have it's going to be a bloodbath and uh you know we're not stopping until we reach uh 50 kills you know what i'm saying we're going to kill or die trying Yeah. yeah So. Like even even at comp level pred, like I was watching I think a VOD of two EU teams playing and like the kills were so much lower than a lot of the NA games yeah. that I've seen. <laughs> like it's just the different ways of playing are just really weird and it's it's also I feel with EU, like they have so many different uh cultures as well that people can pull from. Because it's yeah. not like NA, it's like America and Canada, and the cultures are relatively similar. It's like mm, yeah. Germans are super efficient. Like, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. It, that it's. For sure. I wonder. It's like yeah, every country. It, it, it's got to boil down to gun laws, right? <laughs> like firearm policies. It, like, like I know Clearcast in this game is from Russia, and he's just very like nonchalant about everything. He's just very deadpan. Like, yeah, I'm doing this. Like. Yeah. And, like, you can kind of tell a little bit just with how everyone, like, plays the game. Okay, we win now. And it's just like, what happened, yeah. man? <laughs> you were super chill. Where, where did this go yeah, from? It's like, that's, yeah, dude. That's so interesting. Yeah, it's like, I can't do anything right now, so I'm not going to do nothing right now. Okay, I can do yeah. something right now. I'm going to do everything right now. Whereas in NA, it's like, yeah. I'm going to try and do everything all the time, everywhere, like, see what happens. Because mm-hmm. I'm better bigger ego <laughs> i'm the yeah. Goat, yeah yeah dude well wangle it's uh it's been a real pleasure having you on it's been awesome getting to pick your brain for sure um, we could talk for three more hours if we really <laughs> wanted to but uh we don't yeah don't need to <laughs> keep you we'd have long. to split it into two i got episodes. i got yeah, dinner and pikmin waiting for me so Ooh, very nice good. um uh, we appreciate having you on we appreciate your time uh thanks for being yeah, here thanks for having me on um Obviously, go follow I'm Wangle on Twitch. Yeah. Uh, Baseball's been streaming some more. Baseball5516. You can find him on Twitch as well. And then uh, Danger uh, here. I haven't really streamed that much, but I promise I will one day. Um, but, yeah, come follow me. How about if I get enough follows, I will I will make a stream schedule. So uh, Danger Plays TV. Um Ooh. Obviously, you know, follow, like, subscribe, share the podcast. Uh get in the community chat if if there was something that maybe you wanted to ask we didn't get time to uh, put it in the in the uh notes down here where is it guest questions um yes guest questions i'm sure wangle when he has time will uh 
people feel free to answer um, that when you can get to yeah, it. Yeah, I'm always down to um, Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, baseball, anything you want to add? Uh, Pred Protocol Comp Team uh, 2023 coming yeah, soon. Bro. Question mark, question mark, question mark. I like it. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm scared PCC. Right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right now, uh, baseball, uh, tell me all the people in the community you don't want to be on the team. <laughs> uh, <laughs> definitely kidding. soccer fan. No, bro. You're kidding. trolling. You're I'm trolling them. Um, I'm a hard time. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Come by, join the Discord. Uh, we are pretty much on every day. I'm in Discord every day. So uh, come by, say hello. And uh, yeah, I'm Danger. Baseball 5516. Yeah. And then, of course, Wayne, man. See ya.